three, two. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh boy, is this great? Hey guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our spiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for you here. Hey, bro. You mind putting on some pants and find a little weird? I have to ask twice. <laughs> Those sad tissues or happy tissues? Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint Buy an old top right. top Find a spot right. I'm a kid right. down your block Welcome everybody, this is Friday, March 10th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Get your MBA in as little as a year from the U of L College of Business. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how they can make that happen. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the globe. You know us better as the Big X. Happy Friday to you and yours. Hope your weekend's off to a fantastic start. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey rocking the Seattle Kraken t-shirt, celebrating their victory over the Avalanche earlier this week. Just straight gloating. Uh, it's a t-shirt Friday for Trevor, even though it's like 30 degrees outside. You made a, you chose poorly to start the show. That's, that's, that's the first okay. thing I chose poorly on today, yeah, apparently. That's, that's, that's fine. No, I, I my weekend is, I, I, got, I goofed up, dude. How? Okay. Great start to the show right away. Goofed Trevor up. F-ups are perfect ways to start Friday shows. <laughs> So I think I told you, I don't know if I told you this on or off the air, but I bought a new recliner, right? You did tell me off the air. Oh, okay, it was off the air. Okay, so on the, oh, this is for the on the air family. So I, uh. There, this is the type of <laughs> juicy it, tidbits that you'd be privy to if you had the YouTube cameras. Yeah. But that you only get on the air these days. We, we, we should charge extra for the, uh, the, 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 uh, the commercial break uh, coverage that you get. I mean, this, this is stuff you miss, people. Billy likes to drink soda. <laughs> Trevor's buying a recliner. So I've been I've been searching and I finally found I found one I liked. Uh, it was a good price. I was like, so I, I ordered it. I was like, you know, this is good. So I went on and got it. I was so excited. It's supposed to be delivered today. And so I get the. You've I, had issues with this before, delivery of, did, of furniture. And I tell you what, this one, I, I'll go. This was actually through Home Depot, I believe. Okay. And they said it'd be there Friday, eleven thirty this morning. I get a call. We're on do, your way to do, hold on. Do, do people often buy recliners through Home Depot? Apparently they do. I, I did not know that. I don't know if this is a weird thing for you or a weird thing that I just didn't know about. It wasn't. It was one of those where I Google just, I think I Googled like uh, something recliner, like what I was looking for. And it just like, it was one of the first ones that came up. I looked through it. I'm like, I like this. Okay. Okay. Um, it wasn't like I went to Home Depot and started searching through their categories. No. I, I started with your normal Louisville <laughs> furniture, furniture option place. A. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But the, the, the furniture stores are the ones that had the issues with the delivery on the couch. True. Fair point. So, I mean, maybe just think outside the box. Keep Literally that, and figuratively. Keep that word in mind for the next couple sentences. Oh, boy. 
So I, they call. I'm like, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I got the recliner. I got the whole weekend. I got a, a weekend of, of tournament basketball to watch, and or at least on Saturday and some on Sunday. Tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This has got a heat massage. It's a lift chair. I can just, I can stand right up. It's all happening. This is all happening for Trevor. So they get there and they, like, they're like, we're on their way, on our way. And I'm like, okay, awesome. So I'm like, kind of hanging out, waiting to get everything cleared out, make sure there's nothing, you know, showing in the room that needed to be shown. And like, I get. <laughs> I, I, like, I get like a knock on the door and I'm like, all right, I go open the door and the guy's walking away and I look down and in front of my door is a giant freaking box. Okay. I mean like a box that you like would like assume maybe that someone like shipped themselves from another country to this country in. Your, the size of the box. Your old girlfriend shipped a, a dead body <laughs> in this box. It could have been my old girlfriend in the box for all I know. <laughs> and so I kind of open the door. I'm like, hey, um, can, can you help me? And he's like, like no, sorry, we're only allowed to take it to the door. I'm like, yeah, but it, like, it's, I don't oh, think it's. Like, I don't think this is like unfolds out of the box. I mean, <laughs> I was like, it's a recliner. I was like, I need, I need to put. Together. He's like, that wasn't on the order. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's, so he's like, well, I was like, can you at least try to please let me get in the house? This thing is huge. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he helps like push it in the box, and I just, I just like push it into my li- middle of my living room. He leaves. I'm not gonna argue with him. So I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, and worst, I'll have them come back out because I, I there's no I mean I know I they have to set it up at home I'm sure I, I don't I don't do anything and so I go on there and lo and behold I forgot to check the damn box that says assemble at home fee oh no which the fee was expensive to begin with yet I would have still paid the one fifty to have it assembled for me <laughs> so what are you gonna do you're not gonna assemble it I can assemble this there's no way you're going to do it buy. so my 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 options are decorate the box and sit on it. Or find somebody I know they can assemble. So I did reach out to my uh, my lawn guy who does all my kind of handiwork as well around the house. He's not really a lawn guy. He's just kind of a, you ask him to do various things. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He installed my toilet. He did my plumbing. He put in my faucet. He knows my lawn. He put in my front doors. Gave you dating I, advice? I've sent, I've sent, I sent him to one dude to hook to, to, to set up his uh, his privacy fence. I sent him to uh, Tyler Grieber. He's his lawn guy now. You know, I mean, I've shared this guy. He's a great dude. <laughs> and he's cheap. So I texted him, but he had not heard back from him. And like the text was just, hey, Alex, any chance you know how to put together a recliner? <laughs> Good Lord. So if you're listening out there and you like to put together I'll pay. a Trevor recliner for a reasonable fee. How would you like to come visit Cassie, uh, Castle Kelsey and see, see get, a, get, a, get, a, get a tour? I'll throw you a, I'll get you a Snapple, just like they taught me in Seinfeld. And then and, and you make a little extra cash, and you get to put together a recliner. Maybe and worse, you get to hear a free, free couple, maybe hours so long it takes of conversation from Trevor. Bonus. He's not going to leave you material. alone. Yeah, he, he's not going to leave you alone. Well, yeah. I'm going to leave you alone, and and per se, as I'm not going to help. But, but you'll <laughs> he'll talk to him the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and, uh, you think I talk? Well, you have not. You get to meet you, Trevor's mom. You have not met, not met mom. She makes me look like like, like a moot. <laughs> like a mute. Like a what? <laughs> like a moot. That's a moot. Yeah, mute a point? Mood. Yeah. It's like whatever. <laughs> well, I don't have ever a point anyway. But <laughs> um, well, that's how my day began. I, I have a, Now I have a giant recliner box in my living room. I feel for you too because I could, I could sense the excitement in your voice. I was so excited to get this recliner. I'm so, I woke up at like 11, like after 11 when I got the call. I'm like, yay. Uh, text line 502-414-1450, the Thornton sex line. Texter says, I manage a furniture store. It literally takes two minutes to put a lift chair together. You go out the back and plug it in. This thing, there's no way. This is, I mean, maybe I could open the box and look at it. Maybe it is semi. But, I mean, 
Texas capable handle handyman. Trevor, I got you. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not kidding with you people. Texas asked the Trevor's mom guy to assemble the recliner. <laughs> that would be a great tie-in to the guy who always texts about Trevor's mom every day. If he came out and met your mom and <laughs> put together the recliner. Well, that, would end the, that would end the text, I promise you that. <laughs> For a reasonable fee. Uh, we got lots to get to today. Uh, I, I I do feel for you. That's a it's a. I can't believe I missed that box. It's a bad way to start a weekend, especially think, when you got your hopes up for something. I think it's maybe I ordered it because I did order it kind of late at night. Now, have you opened the box and like at least given no, a look? No, 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 no. I haven't even opened. I mean, this box is huge, dude. Texas opened the box. It's two pieces, tongue and groove, easy. All you do is put the back on, you plug it in. I mean, I, the size of the box, I could see maybe that the, these people may be right. You might be you might be able to do this on your own. Yeah. I G- mean, at least give it a look. Give it give it, it a five-minute try. Because when I get, like, table, I've ordered, like, a, you know, an end table and some stuff from Amazon, like, I'm not, I'm horrible. Like, I ordered a kitchen island from Amazon. I'm like, I, I have some, my, my dude came and put those together. Like, the, I, no, I just don't, I'm not, I, don't have, I have no handyman skills. But this may be still in your wheelhouse. If it all it is is just like to put two pieces together, then yes, that's what the that's what this guy's saying. He owns a furniture store, manages a furniture store. He knows what you're talking about. He says two pieces, bing, bang, boom, done. Well, if it's that easy, then ask the guy who owns a furniture store why they're charging one fifty nine ninety nine for for an assembly fee. <laughs> well, because they can charge whatever they want with something that's that easy. They're, they're like, if this person's too lazy to put together two pieces, we can charge him five hundred dollars. He's probably gonna pay it. Oh, the problem is, is I am lazy enough to pay for it. I'm also dumb enough not to check the box. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> the problem. Well, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get maybe if I get home tonight. You know what? I check it. I'll let you know. And if not, then uh, and if my my number one guy, I feel like I'm like Jack Nicholson and Batman. Bob, Alex, you're my number one guy. Uh, I've then then don't be shocked if I don't reach to the texter and text you back tomorrow or something and say, hey, you want a job? There you go. Oh, it may, it may happen. Don't volunteer if you don't think Trevor's going to take you seriously because he will. <laughs> yes. All right, <laughs> uh, we got lots to get through today. Yes. This is day one of what will be. I don't know. 7,000 days of roster shakeup radio over the course of the next nine months. I don't know how Starting calendars work. lineup is. But, well, we're not there yet. We know who's not going to be in it next year. We found out today. The first domino, and we said this last week. I think it was last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about you know the end of the season and how things were going to, to move fast. Some people were like, oh, it's not going to, you know, we won't really start seeing some roster shakeup until April. Oh, no. You and I both said we thought that within the first week we would get at least one player in the transfer portal. I guess technically they're only allowed to declare that they intend to enter the transfer portal because the portal does not open until Monday. But we got that today. Um, we apparently may have more while we're on the radio today. We're going to react to all that good stuff. We've also shocked. got uh, crazy stuff going on in the world of college basketball that we need to get to. We've got, we haven't had a chance to really talk about the Lamar Jackson situation because we've been so overwhelmed with the basketball news the last couple of days. We can get to that. And, of course, we want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. But we'll start with the basketball news. I, I mean, if you were asking me to put money on who I thought would be first into the transfer portal, this would not have been the name that it, I would have bet on. But it didn't shock me based on what I'd heard in, in the last couple of weeks and based on his comments after the game on Tuesday night. But we found out. Early this afternoon, Kamari Lands has entered his name or is going to enter his name into the transfer portal when it opens up on Monday. On three was the uh, first to report the news. It was confirmed by a number of people, including Lands himself on social media. But he put out this statement to on three. I would like to thank my family, friends, and teammates for all the support they've given me throughout my decision. 
I would also like to thank the Louisville staff and fan base for everything that they have done for me and for my season here at Louisville. I have nothing but love for you guys. With that being said, the staff and I have come to the mutual decision to part ways, and I plan on putting my name in the transfer portal to further my journey. Initial reaction there, I mean, that the most intriguing part about this whole thing, it's not necessarily that Lands, even though he was, I think, a piece that some fans were excited about and some fans are going to be disappointed to see go, the most intriguing thing about this whole decision is that he phrases it as, the staff and I have come to a mutual decision to part ways. It wasn't like I was shown the door. It wasn't like I was, this is all me leaving. I mean, Payne said after Tuesday night's game, they're going to have some difficult conversations. They're going to have to figure out who wants to wear the uniform, who deserves to wear the uniform. It kind of sounds like they had a talk and they both were like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to work. But that's interesting that he phrased it that way. Is it not? It is. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is. And it's, I mean, you, you teased it yesterday because, I don't know, for some reason, I guess, like, when we talked about throughout the season, the you know the, the, the cluster bleep it was all year and the names we kept bringing up, like, more often than not, like, I don't know if Lance's name was really ever talked about as, as out the door. He was one of the few guys that people said they wanted to come back. Yeah, he, it was like, it was like almost always like, it was like, you know, Ellis is what, he, Ellis, what he's going to do, you know, is he going to come back, is he going to go? But it was like James, I think Trainer, we've talked about it multiple times, sure. those two names, uh, and Lance. I feel like we're like like the top three names of guys that you were like, okay, well, these guys can come back. We can build around them. You're right. And, you know, even especially of the, of the names that played, you know, major minutes other than Withers, who I think I was kind of a little surprised. Like he might be the first one we'd hear from. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't maybe hear from him by the end of the weekend. I don't know, but that's just a guess. I don't know inside information. But uh, Lance, I mean, and when I said this yesterday and I mentioned something about Lance again as a returning piece, you gave me that kind of look, like no, don't, he's hold, gone. Yeah, hold, yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't hold, hold, don't, 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 you know, count your chickens where they hatch, type thing or whatever. I mean, it was, and it kind of it does surprise me because I mean, you didn't see, I mean, I mean, obviously there was, you know, there was issues with his, his you know, growth on the court, but that's to be expected. I don't know. I, I did. It did surprise me. It surprises me. A, he. I guess it surprised me mostly. He's actually the first one to do it too. Yeah. Like I, I would have thought he would be somebody who would have been, you know, that would be contemplated on. Clearly, this is something that if he's doing it at this point, it's been thought about for more than he's the probably known this is going to come this for has a been while, over a month or something. And he yeah. did get asked about his future after the game on Tuesday night, and I, I heard the clip. I didn't see it until I think yesterday morning. I guess it started circulating where I mean, he's asked straight up, you know, how'd you feel like you got better this year? And he talks about. I got pushed mentally. I feel like I grew up a little bit off the court. I matured. He didn't make any mention of improvement on the court, which is kind of telling. But he was asked he about a little bit. He, he was asked about your future. Have you thought about it? And he doesn't answer immediately. He kind of says, "I've got to get with my family, talk about things." And whenever that's the case, like ninety percent of the time, it means you're going to go somewhere else. If you are a promising freshman that played a large role on a team, and you're still saying, "Eh, you know, I got, I got to talk to people. I got to figure out what my next move is. I got to do what's best for me." That almost always means I'm gone. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, just three days later, he announces that he's gone. I, I, don't, I mean, I feel like the fan base is kind of split on this one. He's He and Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, I feel like, are the two guys that the fan base would be sort of split on. It, you know, if they had, if either one announced that they were going to come back, I think the fans would be cool with it. You know, they both have a lot of promise. But if either announced that they were going to leave, I think the fan base would also be able to say, you know, you, neither of you were really what we wanted you to be. We're going to bring in better players, and we're going to talk ourselves into this. It has been interesting to see the reaction because I have seen, 
a handful of people who are like, you know, this, this sucks. He's one of the few that I want it back. But I'm also seeing a handful of people who are like, good, get everybody gone. And it, it kind of it goes back to what I was saying on on Wednesday. Like, I don't think there's a single player, and Mike James is probably as close as you can get to this, but I don't think there's a single player that if they announce they're going to leave over the course of the next month or two, that the fan base is almost unanimously going to be just furious about. Like, like just pity party about. I think that, I mean, when you go 4-28, and 28, that's kind of to be expected. That's just the way it is. I mean, James, a lot of people like his game. I think a lot of people like his attitude. He seems to have a really good relationship with Kenny Payne. I think if he chose to leave, it would be more of an indictment on Payne than anybody else just because he was reportedly the guy that Payne was the closest to on the team, the guy that he would kind of look to as this de facto captain, the guy he would call and, and see, you know, how are players reacting to what I'm trying to teach them in practice, all that stuff. Well, I think one key is when you look at the post game. I mean, how often? I mean, it's almost always James, Trainer, or Ellis. Especially late in the year, for I mean, sure. For the most, yeah, I mean, yeah, you did you did see Lanes earlier in the year, course, I think. Well, those were also the only guys who were, like, were scoring 10 points for first game. True, games. but I mean, I also just would assume that he'd want, you know, his, the right people up there that, you know, are going to... That's, I mean, I don't think it's coincidence. Like I said, you never saw Withers do, I think, one post-game press conference all season. Well, he was at a few. I mean, when he had big games, he was always... They, they always just put the, the guys who played the best in the game. Well, <laughs> that, that, that does narrow it down a lot. I mean, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just got to be bigger. Yeah, so that's why that. late in the year you saw the same two or three guys because it was but, the same two or three guys who were playing. But, I mean, yeah, I just... I, I'm kind of... I, I slightly agree with you. I don't... But the fact that, yes, I don't think there is going to be one unanimous, like... Guy, even Jay, I think James and Trainer are the closest you could get to it. Maybe I would, I would concede James higher than Trainer. Well, just but. real quick, like the the, the the portion of the fan base that is still very much on the Kenny Payne is the right guy bandwagon, like their talking point, that their their stance, and it, who knows, it may wind up being the right one, is that the players were the problem, right? Exactly, so, so when yes. that's the case, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's L. Exactly. Ellis. Doesn't matter if it's you know JJ Trainer. Doesn't matter if it's Mike James. If anybody leaves, they're going to be like cool, we're going to get better players in. Now, the thing that I, I kind of want to talk about, we heard so much this season. I mean, we, we've heard it for 12 months, basically. We're building culture. We're loving them up. These kids are hurt. You know, they, we still don't really know exactly what transpired or why they were so hurt, uh, all that stuff. But we heard the same thing, the same rhetoric over and over and over again. And we're loving them up. We're pushing them. We're doing things they don't like to be done. But it's it's going to be for the best long term. We don't win and lose. We win and learn, right? It's tough love. If that was the case, if that's what this season was about, and Kenny Payne said after Tuesday night's loss, you know, I don't care about the wins and the losses. I feel good about what we did. I, you know, I, th- I think we laid the foundation for what's going to happen moving forward. All that stuff. If you're getting rid, or if if all the players who were part of this, you know, this first building block are leaving, it does kind of make you throw your hands up and be like, what, what was all this for? Because Kenny Payne is saying he essentially was saying at the beginning of the season when we were losing to these 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 bad teams, it's fine. It's going to help us long term. I'm more worried about the process. I'm more worried about long term. And if we're just getting an entirely new roster and starting at square one again for for season two, maybe we should have just won those games. Maybe we should have tried to get a few more wins, you know? Because you know the players that were instilling these lessons into these, you know these. We're learning how to lose before we can learn how to win. Like, they're all going to be gone, it sounds like. It sounds like we're going to have an almost complete roster turnover. We've talked about it a million times. I think you expect to have three or four guys come back, maybe five at the most, from this year's team. I think a core of four will be back. I think Trainer will be back. I think James will be back. And then we'll see with Huntley Hatfield. I think those four, it sounds like you feel good about. We still don't know what else is going to do. I still lean towards him not coming back. 
But, you know, if if Lands was supposedly going to be one of your building blocks of the future, and he played big-time minutes as a true freshman this year. Yeah, he improved over the season as well, especially offensively. (laughs) He did. He had had a nice little run there. He wasn't great at the very end of the season, but he had a nice run in in February where he started shooting the ball well. And, look, Kamari's problem this season, it wasn't necessarily that he was taking bad shots or playing like a freshman. He was taking good shots. He just wasn't making anything. He just could not knock down a jumper. He shot 32% from the field for the season, which is uh, atrocious when you look at the, the... the amount of mid-range jumpers that he had that were open, and he also struggled defensively, but who didn't on this team that was 289th in the country in defensive efficiency? But if we're starting all over again next season, like that's fine if you're telling me you want to do that, but you have to understand that you're not going to be treated with the kid gloves that some people treated you with in year one, right? The results can't be... The, you can't give us the same rhetoric in year two with an entirely new roster and expect us to buy another four, five, six, seven, eight win season. So you're you're telling me that? I understand it. I agree with it. I think it's common sense. I don't know if Kenny understands that. He needs to. Because if I, not, then he's not going to be here. Then, I mean, because... And I think I kind of brought this up briefly when we were talking about, like, the Evans kid and bringing in the freshman and, and maybe losing something happened. I thought you know, I said this a little bit where I was like, that makes this whole year a waste. I mean, we, we spend it... We're just basically starting back from zero again. If you're bringing in, you know, freshmen and, and brand new kids... I mean, they're not going to be ready to play. I mean, it's, it's going to take some coaching. You've seen it. I mean, these aren't, even at a five-star level like this, I mean, five-stars you see, you know, take some some growing curves. Sure, absolutely. And, I mean, when you're going after, you know, more four-star and three-star kids, that's no problem with, you have that as well. And you saw it this year. And then because of that, even despite all the bad wins, you saw guys like James Trainer, who I know Trainer's a senior, but, again, I've said before, last year was a waste. He might as well be a junior going yeah, this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Lance is a freshman. I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, you bring in, um, uh, was the, the the wing guy that maybe classified TJ would, um, what's his name? The who's the wing guy that's reclassifying? Potentially, yeah, Trent Flowers. Trent Flowers, thank you. We don't even have him committed yet. Let's one know. step first. I don't know. A week really, from today, we'll find no out. Believe. Uh, so I mean, this was the first step. Like, hey, he's playing your position, Lance. Let's going to get you out of here. I mean, before he shows up for his visit. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you, you you do that now. You just Back from start, right to the start. I mean, I'm sure he's a good kid, but he's going to have the same probably pains that Lands had going in. I mean, Lands. I mean, when he, when he first started the season, I mean, he was so timid, wouldn't put the ball on the court, just looked kind of scared to do it. He got more comfortable, got more comfortable in taking shots, even though he did miss some that he probably could have, should have hit, and you hope to get better with that. And that's, yeah, I, I'm with He's you. a kid that I thought could be like a nice impact player as a junior or a senior. I mean, I didn't expect him to be anything even huge next year, but but a role player, but. I mean, he he's got. I, I if he's I, I don't know where he would go. I'd say if I'm he's smart, he probably goes maybe Big East level. I think would be a nice. Syracuse was where he was originally committed to before we got him. I could see Syracuse now. They're in a spot They've, right now as a program where he could be a nice fit. There's a lot of talk about him potentially going back there. I could see that. That wouldn't be. I mean, he learning the zones a lot easier and learning man to man. Real quick to your first I mean, point because I I think it's a good one. You know, we're talking about hey, it's fine if all these kids leave because we're bringing in better players. And that's, obviously, we need to get the transfer portal. We need to hit heavily. Uh, we'll talk about Davion McKnight, who now is available, uh, if Western Kentucky being knocked out of the CUSA tournament. We need to get some of those players. But some people are acting like, you know, we can get Dennis Evans this weekend. We can get Trenton Flowers to reclass. And that's going to you know replace Kamari Land. And maybe it will. But if we're talking about us going from four-win good to NCAA tournament good, reminder, one of the craziest stats in college basketball this season out of the top 100 scorers in the entire country, exactly one is a true freshman, yeah, that's and it's Brandon Miller, yeah, who's I mean, the maybe the best player in the country. 
we're not seeing in next year's recruiting class, this class of 2023, a lot of recruiting analysts are saying is the weakest that they've ever seen covering high school basketball. Maybe it's the best. You're bringing in five freshmen. Exactly. You know, Evans may be the second coming at some point. Flowers may be great, but the smarter money is on those kids that we're bringing in, not being able to have enough of an immediate impact to take you from woefully bad to top half of the ACC and flirting with an NCAA tournament bid. And that will include Caleb uh, Glenn and, and Curtis Williams in the mix. Karan Davis, who, who, nobody nobody even knows anything about Karan Davis. Hopefully he's the second coming of Kemba Walker and we just, you know, he's the biggest hidden gem of all time. And if he is, we'll make Danny Manning the, uh, you know, the, the head of the Derby Parade. I feel like I have this feeling Karan Davis never plays at Louisville in some way. I mean, I, I, I don't know anything about I still can't <laughs> find out anything about him. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find, I, guess I believe we'll he's related to Manti Teo's girlfriend. <laughs> We'll see what happens in the red-white scrimmage in October, I guess. But we'll get a, we'll finally get a look at him. But you know, it, with losing all these guys that it seems like we're going to lose, and replacing them, my point is is the same as it's been for the last five months. You're just restarting this year again. You're restarting this year again, and you've got to get killer transfers. You you've got to get you have to have one of the best ten class transfer classes in the country if we're going to have a shot at being in the NCAA tournament. And even then, we've got to have whatever wasn't clicking this year. And you can say it's just. Pain inheriting bad apples and too many Matt guys, which I'm seeing everybody say now. If that was the issue, he needs to prove it this year because you've got to get chemistry between the player handful of players that are coming back, the incoming freshmen and JUCOs that you're bringing in, and then the transfer portal guys. Because if you don't have that chemistry, if they don't buy into this culture, if they don't buy into a system that works, there's no way in hell we're in NCAA tournament good next year. Not just chemistry, but the experience. I mean, you talk about this team, you know, wiping out this entire roster and replacing everybody. Say you bring back maybe just James. I mean, you've got the, the for what you say about this team. This team, at least for the most part, while was new together, still does was experienced. I mean, they had college basketball experience. They did. playing last year, Curry last year, James. He's got the. I think I made that argument to you, and you argued against me at one point this Probably season. Probably did when you were doing a little butt slapping. <laughs> well, you know, butt slapping. You know, it, it can make you do crazy things, man. When you're when you're in a butt slapping mood, you 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 just start making excuses for for them, and you yeah. just smack an ass yeah. left and right. You don't even care what's around you. You yeah. see one, you just smack, <laughs> smack it. it. I mean, you do, yeah, you do you do dumb things. Butt slapping makes you do crazy stuff, you know, just like love. So yeah, but that's I mean that is I mean you 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 don't have. And that's a that's a big thing. I mean, chemistry and experience. And this team was obviously lacking chemistry, but at least it had, you know, of your starting lineup, you had two upperclassmen in it. Yeah. I mean, again, trainer asterisk next to that. But even James again, like the pra- at least practiced with the team last year in a, in a way, and was around the roster and got to work out. And you saw it in terms of his at least his, his physique and working out in the gyms and stuff. So, I mean, you go into next year and you're like, okay, we got James and maybe Hunley Hatfield and you know three. Freshmen and then four freshmen. I mean, I mean, it doesn't even matter the matter of freshmen. John, I mind you that Cal's first team at Kentucky brings in a class that will this, but no matter what Kenny does, will not even be near close matching with your blood. So, John Wall, and they almost player. lost to Miami, Ohio in their first game and ended up not making the final four. Well, that. They still, I mean, yeah, but I mean, fantastic team. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, they were our number one seed, but but there's no guarantee. But they, they, even with the best of the best, but they nearly lost in a ballroom to Miami, Ohio in the first game. Wall had hit a shot at the uh, to win the game. Like uh, I think with like six seconds or so left, I can't remember how much time. They, they, and they had issues throughout that season as well. And and that's that's the team that's with freshmen that are you know fifty five thousand times more talented than any freshman. No respect to Zach Evans, but we're gonna bring in. 
Dennis. Exactly. We're going to get there by Saturday. You're going to figure out this kid's name before he commits. It's going to happen. Whenever he commits. You'll remember your name. Do something on the court. Zach Evans, by the way, is a running back that played for TCU. That's fine. That's fine. He's an old, he was an old Miss last year. I don't know why. I that. We've got all sorts of... Uh, is his name really Dennis? Dennis Evans. Yeah. I'm just going to keep calling him Evans so I don't screw that up again. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Dennis Gase, who's the Missouri coach. which, <laughs> But I've, I've got it down now. I've been talking about him for a couple weeks. Dennis Ooh, Evans. So if this kid's a defensive stud, can we, call him, can we nickname him Dennis the Menace? Absolutely. Awesome. Done. Yes, I see. The it's shirt. happened. I see the shirts being made already. Program's already turning around. We've got. I mean, we have breaking news all over the place when it comes to general college basketball. It's. It's. St. John's has in the last twenty minutes fired Mike Anderson. Shocking. And now you've got college basketball writers Jeff Goodman being the first to get out there saying Patino to St. John's is probably going to happen, which is crazy because this morning we had one to two odds released that Patino's going to be the Georgetown coach. Anybody, all these people who are like St. John's isn't interested, Georgetown's not. It's he's going to one of those two schools. I, I after the last twenty four hours, I'm very convinced he's going to be in the Big East. St. John's wants it now. I think Patino wants St. John's. That sounds like it's more likely. I think Mike Bray is going to end up going to Georgetown, and I'm going to cry big, heavy, gross tears. Like that, this is who this is what's going to happen now. I mean, you just he had to be right. Patino, New York, Big East, St. John's. I mean. There's no way. I mean, that's like the perfect scenario. Like, you can't write a movie. That's a movie script right there. You know, resurrecting after what happened at Louisville, which I wish, you know, were the bad part in this movie script. But, you know, he goes to St. John's and he will rebuild St. John's. I'll make the bet right now again. Within three years, they will be a top five seed in the tournament. What if he just goes after all the transfers that we go after? I mean, I just, I mean, I just just get super vengeful. He's going (laughs) to, hopefully, do it to Kentucky instead still. Uh, So, yeah, that's, I mean, if St. John's doesn't do this, I can't think of any, like, whoever their AD is should be, like, just giving the shame walk from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, the Georgetown president was getting the same treatment yesterday because there were some reports out there that he was not sold on making Rick Pitino the face of the program, and all these Georgetown fans are like, you're going to blow it, you're going to screw up the one good thing we've had happen to us in the last 20 years. If they get Mike Bray, that's not a bad constellation. Bray would be fine. I think so, too. But I mean, Pitino's I think- Pitino. I know it is. I mean, you're talking about, hey, do you want a double quarter pounder or a quarter pounder? I mean, there's always Hall of Fame burger or like a fun <laughs> seasonal burger. Yeah, here's here's a burger from Cattleman's. Here's a burger from McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, it's like but Cattleman's on quite the pedestal for, there. Uh, well, it's the first one that popped in my head. I got it. It's all right. Uh, I mean, I, I shouldn't say because Bray's that's not fair to Mike Bray. He's a better coach than a McDonald's burger, but I mean. Still, it's, it's, it is a drop-off, but still a huge upgrade for Georgetown. And stuff. I agree with that. I mean, I, got, I did think John Thompson III would have been better lasting than he was. but He yeah. still had some success. Just he couldn't get the tournament. He had one nice little run, you know, and you know, he did screw Kevin Stallings. We've got uh, – th- there's more news to get to. There's some talk that more players could, before the end of the day, announce that they're in the transfer portal. I want to get to that after the break and then dive more deeply into this college basketball coaching carousel madness that's happening right now. We've also got tournament games happening. Ohio State – uh, trying to do it again, trying to win the third game in three days as the 13 seed in the Ohio in the uh, Big Come on, Ten tournament. Buckeyes, baby! They lead Michigan State by seven late in the first half. We'll keep you updated on all that nonsense. Uh, it's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
right, we're back in. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and nice one the Big X. Quick update. We've also got Louisville Baseball going on. You can listen to it over on 970 WGTK if you're so inclined. The Cards, fourth ranked in the country, hosting Dayton for the first game of a three-game set. And, folks, oh. things are not going great to start. Are you torn about this? Ah, uh, no. Okay. Go Cards. <laughs> things are not going great to start. Louisville trails 5 nothing in the, after two innings to a Dayton team that is averaging just over three runs per game. Uh, Ryan Hawks, who's been so good this season so far as the Friday night starter, uh, struggling today. Dayton off to a 5 nothing lead. Still plenty of time, though. Cards need to get the bats going. But it is a rough start to a three-game set against the Flyers uh, here over there at Jim Patterson Stadium. I don't know if maybe a little too much Shriners Classic celebrating, although we did blast Morehead State on Tuesday night, so who knows. But uh, we will keep you updated on all I mean, the action from Patterson. I think the question that was on everybody's mind is, is Dayton a solid program? They're not. I can tell you that firsthand. <laughs> we, don't need to, we don't need to look that up. What was, it? What was, the, what was the minimum three tournament appearances? Uh, well, everyone, every program you said was four. Was more than yeah. happened to have four, yeah. <laughs> I, I know Dayton went a few years ago, but they they, they have they're I not a solid. I keep wanting to say the Dayton Dragons because I think of the uh, SMA Pro team up there. Dayton baseball has been to exactly one NCAA tournament. It was now, they are not a solid team. They're this not. is not good, Louisville. Come on. They're Did not. you ever go see a Dayton Dragons game when you were up there? Uh, I went to the stadium for a couple of events, but I never went to an actual game. When I working at Cardboard Heroes, since we were the only store of like the eight that were owned by the guy that wasn't in Ohio. And they were based home, the home base of Dayton was in Dayton, actually. My manager was a Dayton alum. Um, so we had all kinds of Ohio State stuff, but we had, just had a buttload of Dayton Dragon hats and t shirts. And they just send us crap. I don't know. It's like, why would you keep sending this down to Louisville if you're one of the Ohio stores? But they did, nonetheless. And I think they were just there until the day I left. Still probably there. Um, now I'm just seeing Zach Brazil from the New York Post. Can't confirm that Texas Tech has made it very clear that they are interested in hiring Rick Pitino. <laughs> oh, they're not kidding. Dude, no. Sorry. Really? I mean, I don't know. I don't know another way analogy to like to, to like that's no. It's like me going to like the America's Next Top Model house thinking I'm going to get a date. I mean, so you've got St. John's, Georgetown, and Texas Tech all putting it out there. They're like, we want Rick Pitino. What's the old This man's going to be able to name his price. He's going to get a better deal at one of these schools than he got from Louisville or Kentucky. Like the, he, he's going to end up being like the highest paid coach in college basketball. Yeah, and Texas, he's going to use Texas Tech probably as a stepping stone to do that. Because they've got good money down there. They'll, they'll spend. they got Big 12 money now. They've got nil money. They've got, I mean, they'll, they'll probably pay maybe more than St. John's would for a coach. But I think if you're Patino, you, you, it's more, you, you can shave a few million off your salary for comfort. He feel, I mean, he's 70 years old now. Yeah, I mean. He's got to be thinking this is the last, and he's even said as much, like, like, Location matters more to me now than it did when I was in my 40s or 50s. Like I think about where I want to be. He's a New York guy. If he goes to St. John's, he barely has. Like, I don't think he has to move houses from where he is right now, coaching Iona. Like he, his whole family's up there now. That makes too much sense. Even Georgetown is close enough to you know, where he's comfortable. Lubbock, Texas, I, does not strike me as a Patino town. No, I mean the only reason Bob Knight went there is because he had no other choice. I mean. That's the- yeah, I and and I know I'm not saying money doesn't matter, Patino, because I'm sure he'll get paid a nice chunk. But I'm sure it's the least of like the concerns of his where he wants to coach next. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm with he, you. He, and and there's a lot of schools that can outbid St. John's. I'm sure, and Texas Tech's probably one of them. I think honestly but, that that Patino more than anything, he's looking at. I know he just says he doesn't care about his legacy, and he does. He does. He but, wants to go out in a situation where one, he is comfortable. Two, he feels like he can win. And this is the way that people remember him. They don't remember him for the scandals at Louisville. They don't remember him for leaving 
Kentucky and taking a disastrous tenure at the Celtics. He wants one more go. And if you take St. John's to a Final Four or, God forbid, win a national title there, there's no longer any question about it. You are one of, if not the greatest coaches in college basketball history. And I think that's what's on his mind right now. He feels like he's got 10 good years left to coach. Let's do it at St. John's. Let's go back to the Big East. Let's end the right way. And one thing I, I, I like to think I have me and Tim have a comment. We we love to embrace like the legacies that that are. And then when you look at, and he, he mentioned that in his film speech, I believe when he left Kentucky for Boston. You know, this is the Celtics. This is you know this is a dynasty. You know, I want to rebuild this dynasty. I rebuilt Kentucky, which was a dynasty. I rebuilt it. He came into Louisville, rebuilt us. He he knows how what St. John's history is, and it, it's a history that's been gone for thirty years almost, but. It was once there in the 80s and in, in, in what New York basketball, the legacy it has once had and he grew up during. And I, I, I mean, it just it seems like a per- just it just seems way so just too perfect to just not let it happen. Love that all this is happening. Iona plays in the MAC semifinals in like two hours. Uh, and well, meanwhile, this is like all anybody's talking about. And wow. I love Tino's never been one to like not let a distraction during tournament time. I know. You know I mean? but remember when we were on the air like a few weeks ago and like these, those like Iona fans were attacking me. They're like, he's staying here based on the contract. I was like, buddy, I'll bet you every dollar I've got he's not going to be at Iona next season. Like, this is done. Uh, the poor Iona fans. But it, hey, that would have been a smarter bet for you than it was the one I made with Scoots. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> if you, I mean, if you. If you go to the NCAA tournament this year with Rick Pitino, and let's say you pull off an upset, which is very possible, they'll they will be a live 13 seed if they win this thing. I, I guess technically they they would have a chance to maybe sneak up to a 12. They're probably going to be a 13 seed, but the the fours, the three, the four line, even the five line is going to be weak this year because mm-hmm. college basketball is down. It's a down year for the sport. We've all already established this all the way from top to the bottom. But let's say Pitino gets you a, gets you a win over I don't know Virginia in the Virginia. first round of the NCAA tournament. Well, it would be a two seed probably. Yeah. It's worth it. It's been even if you lose Rick to a power conference program, he took you to two NCAA tournaments. He won the big the, the MAC regular season title in the other years that weren't affected by COVID. Like it's worth the investment that you made in him. He bettered the program. Oh, yeah. He also brought more notoriety to it. More people are talking about Iona basketball. Like if you're the, it's why I think that he has no buyout anymore. Like the Iona president knew the deal, and I think he's he's going to be forever. Now if you fall. Today or tomorrow in the, the the conference tournament, maybe you feel like you got a little bit shortchanged, but still, Rick Pitino coached your program. You did the right thing. You took him on. Now, moving on real quickly, I know the Thornton sex line is, is buzzing over there at 502-414-1450, but Jody Demling tweeted out when the news of Kamari Lands entering the transfer portal broke earlier today, he said, this is the first of potentially a couple more transfer portal announcements that could be made today and again the transfer portal doesn't officially open until monday yeah. so you've got players who are announcing that they intend to enter the transfer portal if that does wind up happening who knows it could happen while we're on the air here two names two more names who comes to your mind and we're just guessing you and i both admit we, not, we got a, no inside info roster? yeah who if, if we get two more names in the, in the portal today who are you guessing that it is oh i mean I'm, i i mean i don't think it's no shock. I'll say Wheeler's right away for one. I think Wheeler right away. And that was my next. Well, Wheeler was my next guess. Actually, it was yeah. It'd be the W. Let's go W's here. Wheeler and Withers. Wheeler and Withers seem very likely. I think those two. And and I, I now I mean maybe they won't be today, but I mean they were they would have been my. I mean if you were to make a bet with me yesterday and say okay let's do some I want you to odds on who's like in order like who's going to be first to come. Lance wouldn't have been on top of my list. I mean, maybe you knew something. I no, didn't, I didn't. But I, 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 I thought he was going to leave. I did not think he'd be first. I'd though. have put him at like six or seven to one. I mean, Withers, I think would put like a like a three to one. Wheeler's probably three or two to one. So 
think those are at the top of my list, obviously. I think Wheeler was ready to leave in, like, November. I mean, Curry, I mean, just, just going, not coming back or transferring. I mean, just coming, not coming back in general, I guess, counts. So, Curry would be up there, obviously. Those are my top three. And and then, yeah, after that, then would have been probably, you know, like I said, your five, six, seven, eight ones would have been, like, your lands and your... You know. There's a part of me that thinks that Sidney Curry is not even going to make an announcement. Like we're just not going to hear well, anything. If he's not transferring. He's he just, shouldn't have to, right? Well, I, who knows? Like he's got another year of eligibility. You would assume. I and mean, every people make announcements when they're coming back. People make announcements for everything in this day and age. I feel like Curry's been so much of a mystery the last year. I can see him just not saying anything, and then like we get we, we get to July, it's like he's not here, and people are like, oh yeah, you, of course he's not here anymore. I'm like, well, what's he doing? Well, you don't know. He's just he's just not here anymore. I mean, today we get announcements for announcements. We do. I mean, we we, get, we have the announcement for nice. Trenton Flowers' announcement a couple yeah, days ago. I, mean, I can see Curry just like not being, being just being like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying anything. But he technically does have another year of eligibility to use if he wants to. Did he make an announcement officially when he came back for this year? I can't remember. He did. Okay. And then we got announcements that he had signed like an NIL deal with Jeep. Like, yeah, I knew all that stuff. Because yeah. the Curry announcement was like the one that pe- people were like throwing parades over Sidney Curry uh-huh. coming back this year. He's a dog. He's gonna. We, we warned him though. We, he's we gonna be that. one of the best centers in the ACC. Yeah, and I was kind of like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let, let's see. And for whatever reason, it just did not did not happen this year. But I'm, I, I mean, I think Wheeler seems like a foregone conclusion. He very clearly was in the doghouse from the time practice started till the time the season ended. Yeah, he only played when when Curry was just pissing him off too much, and, and when uh, Okorafor was hurt, and Okorafor got hurt. Yeah, he was. Yeah, if that, if you if you're Wheeler, I mean, your only minutes for the first half of the season was when Curry was pissing off Kane. And he, he he still didn't want to play so bad. He he went to Africa and picked up some random kid and brought him back to play instead. Pretty much. I mean that's no offense to Okafor, oh, Okorafor. I mean sure he can be a maybe a decent player hopefully, but I mean that just that that, that should be a sign on the door right there that you want to be outed. Yeah, I feel like Wheeler will be soon. Yeah, I do feel like Withers is going to leave. I, the yeah. the question, I mean, I'd hate to lose. I mean, I don't want to lose Withers, but I just think it's best for both parties that he does go. Agreed. To I don't know what's going to happen with Basile and Ree. I mean, you assume they're going to leave just because they neither one of them played that much. But Basile came here kind of as a project. I mean, he was in. We basically took him on because we had no guards and there was nobody left to take, which is not a perfect marriage. I mean, he was teammates, but when he teammates with James in high school or something, is that he was teammates with Mike James in high school. Yes, with that. Okay. Yeah. So you've got that. I mean, he. I think the staff likes Fabio. They're just upset with the. They think he's immature. And I don't know if that is enough to just kick him to the curb, but it, it might be. Like, if I was going to be surprised by anybody, I think it's those. It's one of those two freshmen coming back who are just like, man, Devin Reed didn't play at all. They want to go. Like, maybe they see something in him. Maybe they just felt like they couldn't play him this year. I think it's still more likely that both go. But if there's going to be a big surprise, I think it's more likely that it's one of them than say Rose Wheeler or Jalen Withers. I mean, Wheeler coming back would do, my neck would turn all the way around. I'd be shocked at this point. Or Curry, even. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that we can, I, I feel comfortable in saying James Trainer, Huntley Hatfield, and Akora Four are the four most likely guys to come back. I'm not guaranteeing that they're all going to be back. Uh, obviously, we have to see what happens with L. Ellis. Well, you're missing the one, I can, I can tell you right now, who is like a thousand to one not to leave. Who's that? Hersey Miller. Yeah, we'll see. Why I mean, would he, I mean, he's got nowhere to go. We, I mean, his dad, Everybody's got somewhere to go. His dad's got a show here in Louisville coming up, a hit show in Louisville. I mean... Yeah, I need him to stay for the show. I see, yeah. I mean, I, he's the one that... I, just, you might as well stay at Louisville and enjoy being the fact that you can say you played at Louisville when there's you're at the only... Well, our program's at the level that allows you to be here. The only thing that I would say is maybe... Because I think his little brother's going to go to Houston. 
maybe there'd be something there where they'd want to play uh, together. Like that would be the only thing. Why, 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 well, now, now I want to put a dollar on that thousand to one odds I put up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, you, no idea. Who knows? But that's we'll see what the next shoe that drops is. But the dominoes have already started falling. And like I said, I mean, we were in February. I was talking with Trey on the TV side. And he's kind of like, you know, what are you guys going to do in the summer? I'm like, it's you have to get loose anyway. But this year, this is going to be more basketball talk than in like a quote unquote normal year. Like you'd you'd prefer to have less basketball talk in the summer because it would mean that things were more stable and you'd be, it would just yeah. be like things that you're getting excited about and there's only so much you can say during the summer. But this year with all the guys that we expect to leave and all the new guys that we expect to bring in, I feel like there's going to be something happening every single day to talk about for the spring. Even yeah. when, I mean, we're going to get to, into talking about transfer portal guys that I've heard from Louisville. For instance, the kid from VMI, Sean Conway, confirmed that you know, he's heard from a, a ton of schools, but Louisville's one of them. And he's a guy, He's a uh, he'd be one more year of eligibility. He's a guard. He can shoot it. Shot 38% from three last year. Shot uh, over 42% from the field. Averaged about 12 points per game. There's a kid from UIC who is... Um, Second team, All-Missouri Valley this year, who'd enter the transfer portal. He averaged about 17 points per game. He's a guard. He can shoot it. Like, these are the na- like we're going to have something to talk about pretty much every day this spring until this roster gets settled. And then even when we get to the summer, there's going to be more intrigue on this roster and what Kenny Payne's saying as far as how, why things are going to be different. There's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about this summer. And then you, it's not even including the excitement for the football team and Jeff Braun. Well, yeah, and, and, and you're just naming the guys, that were the small schools. I mean, you're going to see the— Sure. You know, with each round of this NCAA tournament, you're going to see names a couple of days later come into the tournament from big teams. I mean, yeah. Whether and, and, and not just even next week, but uh, come Monday, you know, not to quote Jimmy Buffett too much, but you know, when when you see, you know, UNC, who knows what's going to happen with UNC with them not making the tournament, and you, we know all the recruits they got coming in. And you see somebody may transfer out of there, you know, so on and so forth. My, that being my point is that you're going to see a lot of the Power Five kids that are. Guys that you know, you know, aren't superstar players, and obviously aren't good enough to maybe play pro level ever. But that's the kind of guys we need right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Pittsburgh did that, and they rebuilt their team. They're in the tournament. You know, Wake Forest has done it. I mean, are they though? Well, I was. I'll tell you this: they're hell of a lot better than we were. <laughs> Greer was texting me because the Florida Atlantic was life and death to beat Middle Tennessee, and if they Florida Atlantic's in the tournament regardless, so if they lose. And someone else wins uh, CUSA. It's a bid steal. And like Greer's text me, he's like, "I'm politely sweating right now at work." He's like, "This is not going well." He's like freaking out. <laughs> uh, I do selfishly hope that Pitt plays in Dayton just so I can watch Greer freak out for a game that I otherwise have very little interest in. But uh, we'll see. Um, real quickly, we got about six minutes. I don't want to go to the text line just yet. But last night, you and I both thought UNC was going to beat Virginia. I did kind of say at the last second, I'm like, every time I expect anything out of this UNC team, they just they never rise to the occasion. I watched most of that I game. So did I. They, I mean, they had every chance. Virginia didn't even play that well. No, Virginia's not a very good offense. Virginia, that's why I think Virginia's an upset waiting to happen. Is they're just a, they're obviously a well good coach defensive team, but you get just one decent offensive night. Their defense isn't as good as it usually is either. Yeah, they just they don't have an offense. They don't have a guy that can get them that bucket. They go to. I mean, but just, North Carolina just does not care. No, they don't. Did not care at all this year, and they lost one. Imagine talking about a pre—they're the first preseason number one in the history of the AP poll that's going to miss the NCAA tournament. They were the national runner-up last year. They, by the way, were up relatively big on Kansas in the national title game. They brought back four of those five starters from that team, 
and they were terrible this year. I mean, the, is is Brady Manick the most valuable player in the history of college basketball? I mean, is did, that what we're getting to? He was he was something that we should have thought of as a piece that stretched that feet, that court and left the lanes open. You can't just bring stuff. Pete Nance in there and replace Brady Manick. And he's, well, he's also just a completely different player. I mean, Pete Nance and Pete Nance sucks. Yeah, I mean, Nance is a guy who wants to get in the lane and and get in, and, get, and go to the basket, where Mance was a guy who's willing to stand on the three point line to shoot the ball, and was a threat to do it. Um, I mean, yeah, North Carolina, I think, was the set I saw. They were the first team to, to play a national title game to not to make the tournament since the 75 uh, NC State team post their 74 championship. Of course, granted, you had to win your conference to get into the tournament still back in 1975, I believe. So they have a little bit more of an excuse than North Carolina does. Uh, but, yeah, that's just – Mannix was that – I guess Well, that could, UConn, the year after they won it, they went to the NIT in 2015. Maybe it's postseason then. That's, yeah. This is how I heard on ESPN last night. They were wrong. Because that UConn team well, won it all and then did not you make, know what? make the tournament. They also year. kept showing the Big Ten bracket also, last night saying Indiana played at 630 at night. That's wrong. Also, Carolina won it all in 09 and, and went to the NIT in 2010. Maybe it's postseason. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's bad. But, I mean, Carolina could go to the NIT if they wanted to this year. It just sounded like a- after the game they all were like – I mean, Baycott – Openly right. refer to it as my last game. You know that's that, that Bonner deserves to get that start wrong when it, with, with his little little low blow he took at us last night. Yeah, there've been several. Like they, I don't know what Clemson's got a good resume except they've got those really bad wins against Loyola and Louisville. Losses, losses. Yeah. Well, he's not wrong. So I know, but still, you have to bring it up. Yeah, the other, and the other <laughs> game, Clemson providing our resume with a nice eleventh hour boost by just blasting NC State. Yeah, I took that. I did bet that game. Though. You did? I took good. Clemson minus one. I don't know what to think about Clemson. They just they looked really good last night. NC State looked awful a, a night after just they looked like world beaters against Virginia Tech. Clemson though still according to most bracketologists is right there as one of the first teams left out. They probably need to win tonight to solidify their spot in the tournament. And like they might bump Pitt out too if they if they end up making that happen. The Aces is just a weird year. You've got, I think, one really exciting semifinal game tonight. Duke-Miami should be relatively up-tempo. You should have some good offense. Duke looked really good against Pitt yesterday. And the second game, I mean, it's just kind of a barf. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Virginia-Clemson, kind of a barf ACC semifinal. Yeah, but I think Virginia's going to blow them out. I, I, Clemson, I like Clemson to a degree, but they're the type of offense that, this, that I don't think it's good enough to overcome Virginia's defense enough to even Virginia's offense matches it. We'll see. I mean, Clemson has never – they're one of the original founding members of the ACC. They've never won this tournament, which is kind of crazy to think about. They've only played in the conference championship game twice, which is nuts. They've been here forever. I mean, when we talk about – when we were doing yesterday the game where I'd be like, name, I named the school and you tell me the coach comes. I mean, when I say Clemson, you just think of – who do you think of? Mm. I mean, I just think Oliver of, Purnell. I mean, that or the current coach. Uh, Brownell. Yeah, I mean, because uh, – I. I mean, Clemson's only other claim to fame was like the little run they had when they had Trace Jackson Davis's dad, Neldon Campbell, back in the early '90s. Yeah, I, but I can't remember who the coach was for that team. Either, either way, are you ready for a, a quick bit of trivia here as we end the hour? I love trivia. Even I know you I do. get it wrong most of the time. And this is from a, a listener who last night I was I was talking about one of my favorite stats in March is no teams ever lost their first conference tournament game and gone on to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. And I said it almost happened a few years ago. Texas Tech lost the first in the Big 12 quarterfinals and then damn near beat Virginia to win the national title. And a listener pointed out, shout out to Michael for, for bringing this to my attention, it's only happened twice where a team has lost the first game of the conference tournament and played in the national championship game. Would you care to venture a guess as to who the other team is that went out one and done in their conference tournament and ended up making it to the national title game? Indiana. Which Indiana? 2001. Well, they're wrong. You're wrong. But anyway. Oh, no, no, well, 
I mean, I know they've never been like past the second round of the Big Ten tournament, but I can remember that. Is that true? They've never won. They've never. I, don't, I think they played in the Big Ten tournament finals once and lost to Iowa. That's uh, they did play to, uh, against Iowa. A few yeah, years ago. and I, and the Big Ten tournament didn't start till early two thousand. So that's, that's why I was guessing that. The answer to the question: the twenty thirteen Michigan Wolverines. Oh wow! Who lost to, of course, the mighty Fighting Cardinals of University of Louisville. I didn't realize they'd lost. They'd been one and done in their tournament that year. I remember thinking that they were poorly seated at four because they spent a lot of the year in the top ten. They've been a top five team at some point. And they were just loaded. They man. were a very dangerous four seed for sure. But yeah, they um, they were one and done in the Big Ten tournament. They had a, a straight bye to the quarterfinals. Um, I'm trying to think of who they lost to. I mean, it's just a look up thing. What should he think? They lost to. I can look it up real quick. Uh, they lost their first Big Ten tournament. At Wisconsin beat them. Okay, there you go. So just twice. It's only happened twice. Kind of crazy. Interesting. Inter- very interesting. I did okay in Benton. I did okay despite North Carolina last night. I won on Vanderbilt. Nice. I won on Clemson. Hope you can win on Vandy again tonight. They play uh, UK. Late but, night. Yeah. I wonder what the line tonight is now. I, got, I took them play, minus four last night. Uh, but I did lose. I pushed on Arkansas. Damn you. Uh, and then I lost North Carolina and I lost uh, your, your your horny frogs. I took K-State last night. Oh, TCU looked good. I know. They, even without they, their stuff. I, I watched a little bit of that second half. They were they, they were stifling them. I stayed up trying to watch. I wanted to watch uh, New Mexico, Utah State, which didn't start until after midnight because the game before uh, Nevada, Bo- or UNLV, Boise State went to overtime and wanted to cheer on Richard. And Utah State hit like 17 of their first 20 shots. And I was like, oh, I fell asleep at half. Have you watched TC? I mean, is it me or when you watch TC? Does do you have like Pittsburgh uh, 2000? Well, that's who they want to be. Oh, it's it's. I, I had like flashbacks of it. I mean, they damn near beat Arizona in the tournament last year just by bullying them. That's, like, like they that's just, what they do. Yeah, they're flexing. They're getting in people's face, which is why losing that the, the, their big man is kind of a, a pretty big blow. But they looked. I mean, they just bullied K State yesterday. I mean, it's just yeah. It's, I mean, I was like sitting there thinking, like, I feel like I'm. You know, thirty years old again watching yeah. Pittsburgh, and it's very similar. I was waiting to see whether whether their big guys do the Sam Young uh, tippy toe pump fake. Well, pump, yeah, yeah. God, it was a, <laughs> I'm surprised we don't see that more. That should have been more. I am, I'm a, it mean, worked, and it's legal. It was kind of a spoof off of, of, of what Jordan would do. Jordan used to do the one handed. Yeah, he didn't do the tippy toe, but he did the one handed thing. And then I, I figured that was kind of he kind of ripped it off of a little bit and took it to the next level. But you're right. I'm surprised more people don't do that. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we'll get your thoughts on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450 about Kamari Lands leaving, the roster shakeup, and anything else that comes to your mind. Hit us up. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Mike Weatherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. mentions the word addiction in certain company yes to tell you she's an orphan after you meet her family Welcome back in. Hour number two here on the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Trevor, is it your uncle's birthday? Oh, crap. I just saw a male tweet, male high tweet, talking about the best almost, AD in the I, land. And almost cussed right there. March, <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was March 6th because I always remember it would be 
Conference tournament week and St. Matthew's uh, postseason tournaments were always going on during his birthday. And I'll, we'd always give him like a cookie cake during the uh, during the, the, the St. Matthew's. Oh, man, I got to call him. Happy birthday, Pop-Pop. His name's John. Best AD. There's a reason why it's called the 7th Region eight, uh, John Kelsey Award. Best AD in the entire Midwest. I mean, That's what they Nails playing on Thursday in the, in the Sweet 16 boys again. You're not wrong. Track and fields won multiple states. Cheerleading is killing it. Football. Football, baseball, basketball, men's, women's. It doesn't matter the gender. Both. It, he, our, if, if there's a sport with it, we nailing it at Mayo. It's an awful liberal use of the word we. You can go there. We are Mayo. Because, you know, every, if, you, if, you're, if you're a school and it's over 20 years old, you got to say we are in our name, right? Yeah. Is there anyone? Is there any like school slogan overused more than that? No. Senex does it. Yeah. Trinity had a cheer. It was like we. We young. does we it. Are Trinity. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody does it. Thankfully, Louisville's one of the few that doesn't do that, right? Uh there's one like we are U of L. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, every yeah. But when you think of it, there's only one school you think of. Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. I had to say it out loud in my head. I know. <laughs> is it because just because of the movie or did? I always thought of movie. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just the movie. I think I knew it at Marshall also before, though, because I had a friend that played, like, walked on as a kicker there. And we used to make fun of him. We're like, hey, you play for the Thundering Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always thought Thundering Turd was better. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. too, yeah. But he would uh, he would always be like, we are Marshall. And I'm like, okay, we are not impressed. <laughs> I, the only reason I'm, when they first made the move to FBS for football, they played in the Mid-American Conference. And my brother, my, my second brother, uh, Oliver went to Miami of Ohio. Yeah. And so we went up there. He took me up there. Miami was good at football. This was when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback. Oh, and yes. they were playing Marshall. It was sort of like a de facto conference championship game in the regular season. And Marshall like took over the stadium. Like their fans were insane. Like, and they did the whole We Are Marshall cheer. And I was like, damn, this is impressive. That would they, be Chad Pennington still at the time, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know. This was like 02, I want to say. It they, might have been Westwich. It was probably, yeah, Pennington left like 98. Whoever it was, yeah. they beat the piss out of Miami. It was, it was, they a, had a, they had a good run it was a blowout. And it was, I was very impressed by their fan base at that time. Uh, we've got, the movie's good too. The movie's fine. It, it, it's, it's whatever. A quick update from Jim Patterson Stadium, Louisville Baseball, hosting game one of three against Dayton. The Cards trail the Flyers five to nothing Jeez. after three and a half innings. Ryan Hawks just worked a perfect fourth inning. Louisville left the bases loaded. In the home half of the third, bats are getting going though. Still time for a comeback. Let's you know, can't win all three if you don't win the first one. Let's get it done. But uh, Louisville baseball needing to get a, a rally going over there at Jim Patterson. If you want to hear during our breaks only, of course, flip on over to nine seventy WGTK. We've also got college basketball action going. Ohio State led by seven at halftime. That lead is now down till to two. OSU playing shorthanded again today. They limited roster but still trying to make a miracle run to do the Kemba Walker, win five games in five days. They've won two, but they're, I think their legs are kind of catching up with them. They don't have Kemba Walker when they get in the postseason either. Though. They don't. <laughs> I mean, they don't have anybody that... It's been, a, it's been a wonky year for Ohio State, hasn't it? Yeah, they, I, mean, they, I think they lost 13 out of 14 games going into this tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, is Holtman on... He's not on the hot seat. In, they're in upset the, with him, but there's... I, I mean, I, I think that they're probably not going to fire him. I feel like that, that's... Worthy. I mean, I, listen, I get Ohio State standards a little higher. Maybe some people for basketball think they should be. They do have a decent tradition for a football school. Yeah. I mean, it's not consistent tradition, but there is tradition there. And they've had good coaches over the years. And, and I think I like, honestly, I like Holman's coach. I think this is just a weird year. He him. might be saving himself. I mean, if, if they win this game, Bryce sends the ball's out, who's probably their best player. 
definitely their best defensive player. If they can knock off Michigan State and make the semifinals without him, that would go a long way towards calming down a portion of that fan base. But they lead still, by five at the moment. Uh, what do you got? I was say a lot of it's still just just also pissed off since Earl Roberts lost. Yeah, that too. I mean, you now, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's Holman's thing. Is he's never been to the Sweet 16. Yeah, and since when he got first round that time. I mean, and now on top of it, you know, you lose last year. They were, I think they were with the 8 9 last year. I think lost in the first round. They, I know it was first round low seed and did not make tournament this year. Yeah, it's, I can see some anger, but there should be no there should be no threat of him losing his job after this season. Yeah, I mean he's been to the tournament every year at Ohio State, and they've lost in the second round every single year, which is not great. His only Sweet Sixteen run came his last year at Butler, so he's I mean he's had great teams. He's won twenty games every year up until this season, including in the COVID year, uh, and they have not made it past the second round. They also, I mean, he took over something that wasn't bad. Was that, that motto didn't leave him like the nest. I mean, it wasn't empty. And I think there's also some resentment from the fan base that feels like Thad got maybe a raw deal, and you know we we got rid of him for this guy who's not having as much success. Like that's that's going to add pressure to. Didn't Mano like step down as well? Wasn't it like mutual though? Kind of no. Not really. He, well, he's not. Where's he? Co- he's not coaching anywhere, is he? He's an assistant with Indiana now. Oh, is that where he is? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I'm sorry like, he didn't get another head coach. I mean, he's a good coach. The, well, the the rumor was for a long time he had some health issues. And yeah. His contract. He was getting paid by Ohio State so long as he was a candidate for jobs. And so he would he would pop up periodically as a candidate for a job and then very quickly disappear just to give off the perception that he was still actively looking for jobs so he could keep getting that money, which is not a it's not a bad deal. That's that's not well, a bad way Dad to go. Ben Mata's head coach at Butler this year. What? Oh, oh yeah, this is first year. He was at Indiana oh, okay. and now he's at Butler. I didn't even realize he went with to Mike Pegues. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize he went back to Butler. Okay, this is first year. Yeah, yeah, 16, uh, 14, and eighteen. It was bad. They were the nine seed. They got yeah. Wax in the first game of the biggest tournament. It was it was not great. Uh, we've been talking a lot of, of Rick Pitino. We've been talking a lot of Kamari Lands announcing that he's entering the transfer portal. We've been talking about the next shoe to drop. We want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are just 89 cents. You heard that right. 89 cents. Well, how much? 89 cents. Peace out. Come in today, grab a fountain drink from one of the 89,899 area Thornton's locations and get yourself a 32-ounce or smaller fountain drink for just 89 cents. You want to know why that's such a better deal, though, than, than most places and why it's a great deal, I'll say better yet. What's that? Is that I didn't realize this till the other day. Like, one, one, of my, uh, one of my drinks that I do like to go with is the orange high seat. Okay. And, you know, you get that usually at McDonald's, right? Sure, of course. Um, I don't know. I guess I just didn't realize it. But apparently McDonald's drinks aren't 99 cents anymore. I don't remember them ever being 99 cents. They've always been like a 99 cents for any size fountain drink. And I was the other day, and it was a dollar thirty-five. Inflation. And I'm like... Hitting everybody. I could, get a, I could get a drink that's bigger and still cheaper if I just go to Thornton's. Thornton's? The best place to go. And I can grab a donut. I can grab a sandwich. It's just as good as what I can get at McDonald's. I mean... And I can save on my gas, which I need to get because my light came on the way here. There you go. And then Texas at 502-414-1450. And Texas through Thornton's. Of course. Uh, Texture says, the record that the... <laughs> no, I don't know. What are you, what are you, is this that bad, like cursing? Or are you just trying to like decipher the, the writing? I'm trying to decipher the writing. Okay. Yeah, who knows. Texas, how come when I imagine Trevor dying, I picture him in dog heaven instead of normal people heaven? I would love to go to dog heaven. <laughs> you could cross the Rainbow Bridge. Is, is that was that from All Dogs Go to Heaven or something? I, I just know it's a thing that they say with dogs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't even remember if I've even seen All Dogs Go to Heaven the movie. To be honest with you, I think about it. 
Uh, I saw it was a long time ago. If I did, I must have been a kid because I don't remember anything about it. Um, I would love to go to dogs. Listen, I live with four dogs as is. I got three of them sleep with me on a regular basis. I would, I would, that would, that would be awesome. That would be my heaven. Would be a dog filled heaven. I think it's a compliment. Yeah, thank you. Texas, as much as I enjoyed the development of James and Trainer, I almost would rather see a complete roster flip and just have KP guys that are part of his quote vision, just so there's no more excuses of players not buying in. With only KP's players, we can really see him sink or swim. Hell, at the end of the day, every player from this past season is upgradable when you go four and twenty-eight. I kind of agree with that. Like, there's it's, it's why I said yeah, but then you get I want Trainer back. I want Mike James back. But if they chose to leave or if we chose to get rid of him, I'm not going to be like. There's no player defection that would make me be just up in arms. Like, if he wants this to be entirely his show, I'm fine with that. Let's see it. I would James would bug me because I think James can be a real stud, but if he, but especially Junior James. I think he can be really good. Uh, trainer is what he is to, to the most part, but I'd be sad just because of the heart thing and I, the, 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 the oomph he brings to the team. For sure. Plus, it'd be nice, you know, because Papa did way underachieved with this. It'd be nice to get something out of that family tree. He'd be a good story, too, because you could say, you know, he he saw the end of the Mac tenure yeah. and he started with the, the lowest of the lowest with the Kenny Payne tenure, and now he's going out really getting the program headed in the right direction. But but you, but for the, what the texture says, he says it would get rid of an excuse. Yeah, but it would also give you a new one, which, which you established earlier by saying, if you do get a whole new team, then it's, oh, well, this is a whole new team. It's all fresh. But you can't do it again next year. Like yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care what you, it is. You say you can't do it, you but can't. you're opening the gate to use it at least. Whether but, you but it doesn't it matter or, what he uses. Josh Hurd's already said 500 is not the standard. I like mean, Josh Hurd's already on. Like If you go, if you I'm single, talking, You're talking about Hurd. I'm talking about the fan base. especially. I don't care about the fan base. Fan base has no say here. Well, if he wins single digit games again next year, if Josh Hurd will fire him, that's it, it's done. He, he can should fire him. He can say whatever he wants. Kenny Payne can say, "Well, we've got new guys. We're starting over." You don't get to do that. You can't win single digits in back to back year. You can't have the two worst seasons in the history of the program in your first two years disagree- and get a third year. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you, it get, opens the door for your KB KP apologists. I don't care. Fair. All I, right, I, they can say whatever you don't they have want. Have to care. I'm just telling you, it's there though. But like, who cares? Like they can, they don't care what we say. We don't care what they say. All that matters is what Josh Hurd says. They can bitch and moan all they want. He's going to be gone. That's that's the whole point there. I mean, they can say, we would have won a million games. It doesn't matter. He's gone. We're going to have a new coach. Texas says, in the possible scenario that Andy Reid is not actually Trevor's dad, is it possible that his real father is his hero of Iowa sports, Dr. Tom Davis? <laughs> Consider the overwhelming photographic evidence. This picture does not look at all like I was you. like, Tom Davis wasn't a big guy, was he? I don't remember him being. He's not small, but he's, I mean, he doesn't look anything like, this person sends in a picture of Tom Davis on the Iowa bench. He looks nothing like you. I mean, he's got the no, sil- no. he's got the silver hair, but I mean, if anything, you got to go with the late Dick Fick that we talked about. Yes, I mean, now that guy looks like me. Actually, looks like the the guy from Wings that we talked about the 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 the, the blundering dude. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name now with the mustache. Uh, if it's not Andy Reid, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could have been John Candy. My mom, my mom, like you know, she's old enough to. You can't just name fat guys though. There's be there's more to you than just being a larger person. What else? Your handsome face. <laughs> Your glowing I, eyes. I mean, the, the the who I was told was pops was like six foot six. So big guy. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah, I only met him once. He was in the IC unit, so he didn't reply. It's not Doctor Tom, though. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not Doctor Tom. I do like Doctor Tom. I was say, I think you. I think you'd love it to be Doctor Tom. No, it's got to be. It's got to be Andy Reid. I can't let go of that one. I, I, I know. I mean, listen. He's got like 12 kids already. It's a good chance that I've snuck in on that list. 
We had a lot of people. I, I missed when we were having the recliner conversation at the beginning of the show. A lot of people making Trevor's mom's jokes. What, over the recliner? Yes. What? I'm I'm intrigued to see how that's going to work. Give me one. It was just there. There a lot of references to the guy who was always talking about your mom. Okay, well he's got his he's got his own stick though. Don't 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 piggyback exactly. on him. Exactly, I'm with you on that. Let him. I, he's fine doing it. It doesn't mean everyone should do it. He grandfathered it in. I, I'm okay with him giving me one a day, or giving her one a day. Mm. <laughs> hey, I did it for you there, buddy. There you go. Done. <laughs> work is covered. Texas, I'd consider tre- helping Trevor with the recliner, but he'd have to cover the cost of new shoes that I'd almost assuredly step in dog poop on the way out the front door. <laughs> no, the dogs don't poop in the front yard. Yeah, you smart aleck. <laughs> Texas says, Kenny, Kenny is such an absolute joke. How does anyone think a team with Karan Davis and whatever scrubs we bring in will be any better? Let's wait and see on those big recruits. By the way, we've seen Kenny let locks fall through his fingers before. Hiring him was honestly like giving ourselves the death penalty. It's the most comparable to what we've seen and will see with KP as a head coach. Jeez, tell us how you really feel. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as the death penalty, but there's reason for uh, some of those uh, fears, I think. Sure. We, I, I feel like I'm going to say this a million times. We won four games. We, yeah. like if, you have, if you have gigantic fears about the future of the program, ah. we won four games. But we, didn't, we won more than three. We won more than Cal. We're better than Cal. Cal did fire its coach, though. <laughs> Michigan State's not scored in like 10 minutes of real time. Here. Isn't that Michigan State's MO? They've been, it, I mean, when's the last? They got it down to 36 38. Like when I looked up, like before I started talking, I looked back, they're still at 36 every time I look up. In the 23 year, 25 years, Izzo's been at Michigan State. Is there one game, one Michigan State game in March you haven't watched going? The Spartans haven't scored in 10 minutes. Not recently. I mean, it a feels lot. like it said every, at least one game every March. And yet he still, he still has the Mr. March <laughs> reputation somehow. Like, what, at what point does this end? He hasn't won a national title in over two decades. At what point can we stop doing this? Um, but as far as, I mean, I, I understand the reservations with Kenny Payne. I also understand if you're, because we've talked, we're just assuming at this point, you and I are. And I think most people listening that Dennis Evans is going to commit to Louisville. Everybody's saying he's a lock. Assume, hope. Yeah, and then Trenton Flowers seems to be a heavy Louisville lean. He's announcing his commitment at 530 uh, exactly a week from today, right. which is is fine. All the recruiting people are saying that, but it does put us in a, that position again where let's say one of these kids doesn't commit. It, it it no longer is something that you can just kind of brush off like, oh, you know, it's a five-star kid. We, we missed out on like you are perceived to be not just the, the leader, but the clear-cut lock destination something happens between you know now and whenever these kids commit like like the question is going to come up like what'd you do wrong like he, i think he's almost in a spot now he's got to get these two kids if we're going to have success this offseason and if you're going to get a certain portion of the fan base back in your corner or at least a certain portion of the fan base willing to go into next season with an open mind i think you've got to start it off by getting these two kids yeah i mean you've got you get whether they develop whether impact kids whether they're gonna be any good I don't know. Um, I do know that if you at least get them, you can win the proverbial offseason. And that's, I mean, for a guy who just went, took four months to win four games on the court, winning the offseason would be a nice would be a nice change. It's it's a necessity. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, you're right. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, it's like, you know, win or go home type thing. I mean, let's say that just for the sake of saying, like, we bring back five guys from this year's team. We bring in the kids that we already have committed but we don't get Dennis Evans, we don't get Trenton Flowers, and we kind of get 
two or three whatever transfers, and everybody's like, you're the worst. Like, then, if, then it feels like it's already done, right? Yeah. Everybody goes into next season, and there's no more arguing. We're going to have a ne- another year like this year, maybe a little bit better, but he he's a lame duck coach. He's a dead man walking when the season starts. If you don't win the offseason and at least give the fan base that hope and, and have a roster that on paper should be highly competitive in the ACC, then it kind of feels like it's it's going to be over before it ever really got started. Like I said, I mean, and probably know Evans might not be any good. Flowers may be a, you know an average player best. You so, never know for sure. No, but but at least they've got four. They've got some stars next to their name, and it's it, it at least gives you again winning the proverbial offseason. Winning the offseason, as a lot of teams in the professional levels like to say as well. Doesn't mean you're going to win the next season, but you it's, it's, you got to do it. You you lost last offseason, which is first, and you can use the, the the cloud as an excuse all you want. And I'll, I'll accept it to a degree, but you lost that offseason almost miserably as you lost the regular season this year. It went poorly, and, very poorly, and so you can't you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, and then the in season recruiting stuff has gone poorly too. I mean, you you don't get DJ Wagner, no, you don't get AJ Johnson, no, nope. you miss out on some kids that you brought in to Louisville Live. A lot of kids that you thought you had a good shot at in twenty twenty four now are leaning elsewhere. Like the we we haven't had any good recruiting news. Really, since Kenny Payne got here, that would be have people over the moon. Which I do think, if you get these two kids within a ten day span after the end of the the, the season, you're gonna have a lot of excitement, and you need it. You, you you've got to have it. I did love that on three dropped Trenton Flowers from a five star to a four, which is the biggest piece of evidence yet that he's going to commit to Louisville mm-hmm. a week from today. Isn't was Evan now? Is Evans a five star? Is he a four star? He depends on what scouting service. I think one. I think Rivals has him as the number thirteen overall player in the class and a five star. 24-7 has him as like number 28 and a four-star. Okay. So it, it just depends on where you what look. What about Flowers? About the same thing? Flowers, is he's, he's right around there. He's he, I think he's in the 20s on like every scouting service. Because that's the one thing, when because you know I don't follow recruiting. Great. I mean, I follow it to a degree, but I, I don't, you know, I take so much with a grain of salt when it comes to the rankings. And that does kind of worry me when I, when I, that we get our hopes up for a kid like Evans because he's a decent recruit, but he's, it makes me think, I, I'm not comparing the two, but it may, I have a flashback back to, working on the sports talker days and when Marquise Bolden became available and Kentucky fans were clamoring for him. Yeah. I remember he that. Like, he's just, he's just big impact, big man. And then, and then I'm like, he's ranked like the 30th prospect. Like it's just, he's the, you're getting hyped because he's the best. that's still available. Which I've always said, if I was a recruit, I'd wait mean, as long as possible. Exactly. I want, I want all that attention, baby. I'm number 65. I'm waiting until the summer. Cause he got treated like the number. He got treated like a LeBron James, like number one prospect level by Duke and UK. Because he was the best of the rest, so to speak. All right, we got breaking news. And I hope that's not Evans, but I'm just saying I, that, that that fear does creep into my mind. Breaking news. What's that? The second player from L has entered the transfer portal. Was that right on with my guess? No. Was it, it wasn't Wheeler or Withers? No. Re. Devin Ree is correct. Yeah, yeah. Devin Ree, uh, according, I can see in your eyes a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of according to uh, looking at Twitter. I promise. Twenty four seven high school hoops. Little wing Devin Ree tells me he plans to enter the transfer portal. Ree's a former four star recruit out of Oak Hill Academy and was originally committed to LSU last spring. He ranked number eighty two in the twenty twenty two ESPN one hundred. I mean, here's an example of what I was just kind of saying about having the fear that he's a four star kid that played what five minutes all year. He played, according to Kelly Dickey, 67 minutes in 16 games. I was being exaggerating, but not far he totaled, off. How many points do you think he scored this year? Total? Yes. 13. 14. I was, I know. How was, dare you share, you sell Devin Reshort? Well, one of those games he had like seven, right? I think that's right. And then because we talked about this at one time, we brought it up where like he had like seven points on somebody and then like two and three every year now and then. 
14 points, 10 rebounds in 16 total games this season. Yeah. I mean, not a shock. The, what, what bugs me about him is we never even got a chance to like see him on the court enough to even know whether he does suck. Or exactly. Not. Yeah, we'll see, we'll find, we'll be shocked. And that baffles me when you win four games, you couldn't you couldn't let him play like one game. I, I don't care if he is being a, a total d bag in practice. I mean, just get put him out there, man. What's I mean that that yeah. So he, I mean, he is Devin Reed was the first non-transfer to commit to Kenny Payne. Because if you remember, Kamari Lands was already committed. Committed to back, yeah. Payne kept him in. Because like, I, I see this now. Well, he's the only one, really. Any other, I guess. Okay, okay. Well, now you've got Bacor for me. you got Curtis Williams. Caleb Glenn was already committed. Oh, yeah. T.J. Yeah, Robinson yeah. kid committed to Payne. But you've got, like, I, I just Twitter searched Devin Ree, and the first couple of results are all announcing him entering the transfer portal. But like the third one is my tweet, my story from last April of him coming here. People are very excited for Devin Ree. I mean, I, I, it's got like 400 plus likes. Everyone's throwing in their Kenny Payne memes, like the bring him oh, in yeah. here, bring him in here. What uh, was the, that? His announcement, I think, was around the same time we were doing. You mentioned April. That sounds about right because I think I remember us being. We were at that restaurant exactly the show. for Derby Week. Yes, for Derby Week, and um, I, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. I'm sorry. Uh, good food though. I remember. I've been in Middletown. Middletown. Yeah, and. Um, we were there, and I remember. I, I just remember you bringing up he shot forty two percent or whatever on three point mm-hmm. land. This is what we need, and we we were excited about it. This is why I'm saying saying you can win the off season doesn't mean you're going to win the on court this year. I do like the very first response my guy uh, Taylor Powell is like uh, LLS is about to be our only guard, and like all these guys are like we got Mike James. Don't worry about it. I fully expect Tyrese Hunter to come here, and then, then the next response when DJ comes here, he'll be good enough for three guards. And like all these people, I'm just like oh. All these fears just, just, just were wound up, unfortunately, coming to fruition. Tyrese Hunter, don't. We're gonna get him. We're leading. We pick up Tyrese Hunter. We win twelve games. Probably he's really good. Uh, but Devin Ray in the transfer portal, he joins Kamari Land. So that's say that's so, so confident. Like it's that's the level where we would have won twelve games. Like I'm bragging about my my boat. I liked. I put it. <laughs> I had a screenshot during the Boston College game from of like the the BC mascot looking like he's very high from a few years ago and I tweeted it during the game about how I think it was some joke about how this is me trying watching us trying to rebound and Jason Riley is like I don't even he's like I'm not even looking at our 17 and 3 record I'm looking at Boston College and seeing their 10 and 10 record and I'm like god I'd kill to be 10 and 10 and he's, like, he's like I'm also looking around I'm like how do teams even win 20 games how's that how's that possible how does somebody I'm like that's where we are now it's been so it's been too long but Devin Reed joins Kamari Lands as the first two Louisville players uh, we expect there to be more to enter the transfer portal. Kind of, it is a little bit strange to me that the first two are true freshmen. The, the only true freshman besides Fabio Basili, who was a reclass to be on the, the team this past year, they both are like, eh, we're gone. No hesitation. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he was only a sophomore, but still, yeah. I mean, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, I guess Reese should be no surprise, though. I mean, that, I mean, we, no. I mean, the fact he never played, he never got on the court, I mean, he's. Seems, if I had to, to be willing to bet, probably go somewhere back down south. I know that he's... Um, well, if, it's, if Will Wade's rumored to go to a, a mid-level school, you could see him maybe waiting on that way, playing out. Maybe he goes and rejoins his, the coach he originally committed to. I saw McNeese State is targeting Will Wade. I'm like, he's going to do better than McNeese State. He can definitely do better than McNeese State. No disrespect to Joe Dumars. But we'll find out. Uh, but Devin Ree, he's originally from Terry, Mississippi. That was the big thing. He and Kenny yeah, Payne are down there from, from the same parts of the country. And you know, there's a big... You know, relationship there clearly it didn't 
Didn't translate into actually on the court, but best of luck to Devin wherever I mean, he Zam goes. Sam Payne played more minutes than Devin Ree, right? By a lot. But oh, he may have tripled him, right? I don't think he scored more than Devin, but he definitely played more. Was was he the only? Was he? Did he play the least amounts of any of any scholarship player? Had to have, yeah, had to have. What do you? Th- how many points? I, I'm, I'm looking this up now. I don't know how many points do you think Zam Payne scored this year? Because he played in just about every game this season. How many points did he score? How many total points do you think Zan Payne scored? 12. I think it's less than that. I'm going to guess. I'm thinking less, too. I'm thinking, I want to say seven. Actually. I was going to, my seven is my guess. I'm that, looking it up now. I was, that's what I want to say, but I tried to oversell it and say 12 because I can't remember. Zan Payne, he played in 23 of our 32 games this year. He, oh, come on, give me the total page. What are you doing here? <laughs> give me the stats. Just give me the stats. He scored a total of five points this year. He scored fewer points this season than he did last year at UK. He played in nine games at UK last year. He was the only scored two- eight points. He played in twenty three this year for us and scored five. And they only do not score McCool and Miles DeVore. <sighs> Aiden McCool, best hair, and then Ellis Miles' kid. And by the way, he did play. He played thirteen more minutes than than uh, Ree. I'm surprised it's only thirteen more minutes. A core four played five games and played seven more minutes than Ree. <laughs> Reed by far, yes. Dead last. Only players to play less minutes were De- uh, Miles DeWarry played seven and McCool four. Reed played 67 minutes, which is by far last amongst active, if you want to call them active players. Yeah, there it is. I mean, that's almost, Hell Ellis played more minutes than that if we'd gone to overtime some, in like two back-to-back games. Devin Reed, we hardly knew ye. Best of luck. <laughs> He's going to go somewhere and be just a stud probably. I don't know. Every time we say that about kids, they end up not being studs. But I mean, no locks had a good year. Everybody else didn't kind of had a whatever year. I do think Kamari Lands is probably going to go somewhere relatively big and probably have a good college career. What do you mean big? Define big. Like uh, Syracuse would make sense yeah, for him. I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'm already seeing Syracuse is targeting him. I think Arizona's reached out to him. Um, I, I mean, I think he'll go to a power conference program and be a good college player. I don't think he'll be a superstar or anything like that. I hope he's not for our sake yeah. and our sanity. But Devin Ree. Who knows? I mean, maybe he will go somewhere next year and average like 21 a game. We, we, all I know is I saw him hit the side of the backboard like three times when he did play. But He's probably nervous because he hadn't played. I mean, it's tough to come into games and be like a shooter. I mean, let's think about this. I mean, Land's improved with KP's coaching. I mean, you got to give him an actually decent coach. He may, I mean, we don't know how much he's going to improve. He could skyrocket next year with a good Saint coach. Kenny Payne's not a decent coach? Just saying it took him four months to get this offense to look halfway decent. Jury's still out. And the, and the defense is still yet to look I mean. Ohio State up 51-39 on Michigan State here as they oh, uh, play oh, deeper into the second ah, half. Oh. Temple uh, and Cincinnati also playing in the American right now. UC leads by 10 at halftime. UAB was all over North Texas early. They had, uh, I think they led 20-2. to They lead by 7 at halftime. Jelly Walker's got 21 points. He's a beast. Tennessee up 3 on Missouri at halftime in the SEC quarterfinals. We'll keep you updated on all the action here. As the show rolls on, we'll also get you an update from Jim Patterson Stadium coming up after the break. Will we have another transfer before we go off the air tonight? I'm gonna say yes. I believe Jody seemed to he know that he seemed to know that we've had two. I mean, one, he seemed one to know more. that two more were coming today. So I'm saying yes before we get off the air at six o'clock. We'll have one Uh-oh. more transfer. Keep it locked That's right here to find out who that will be on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
Back in Friday edition of the Love It for Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. So we have the breaking news that Devin Ree now joins Kamari Lands as the first two members of Louisville's 2022-2023 team, which will be talked about forever, to enter the transfer portal or to announce that they intend to enter the transfer portal when it opens on Monday. Devin Ree, we hardly knew you. I'll always remember the shots off the backboard. I mean, I'll probably remember, I always remember you being excited about you shooting 42% coming out of high school. On a remote. That's all I remember. That's kind of what I think, too. The same remote where Trevor was singing, you know. The Gambler. The Gambler. Yeah. Uh, with, with Dugan. That was, those were better days. <laughs> yeah, more optimistic days. I actually maybe. remember we opened the show by talking about how my daughter got punched at the playground over the yeah. weekend. And then we got into Devin recommitting, which was a big day for us. And in the next four months, our team got punched around all the time. They they did. I just set the tone for the entire, entire season. Did you ever find that kid again? No. St. Agnes. I know he goes there. If you're listening and your kid goes to St. Agnes, a little bounty out on his he head. might be a bleep it. After we did that show, I had like two people reach out to me and they're like, these are my kids. They go to St. Agnes. It wasn't one of them, was it? Because I'll, I'll bring down the wrath of hell on him. I'm like, no, but I appreciate that. That's funny because I had a friend that reached out and said, I got a kid that's little, that's little, my kid's young enough. I think I could have him beat him up if you want. I would appreciate it. I would love to have that kid beat up. He deserved it. Very clearly deserved it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Also, quick update from Jim Patterson Stadium. Uh, Cardinals 9 fighting back against Dayton. Uh, they trailed 5 nothing after 4. It's now 5-2. to two. What inning is that in, TK? It wasn't the 5th, I believe, wasn't it? Or I, they were in the 5th earlier, so it's it's at least the 5th. Yeah. I don't have the tech tweet right in front of me. I just saw this thing go, though. Trying to come back. Still plenty of time to get the bats going and take game 1 of 3 from Dayton this weekend. We're still good with calling them the Cardinal 9, right? Yeah, people don't do that anymore, but I, I still I like still it. I still do it, yeah. I still, that's <laughs> always been my, I, I thought it was a cool nickname. It wasn't most like it's creative, but... I didn't know if that was something like because UK used to like hate the, they did not like being called the Bat Cat. I like the Bat Cat. I thought it was a good one too. And then you know, TJ calls them that. Rutherford, I mean Rutherford. Uh, uh, Roush calls them. We're that. both U of L fans. Both U of L fans. Both give with R. Uh, I mean, I, I call them Bat Cats. So I didn't know if that was the Cardinal Nine was something maybe that Louisville was like, hey, no, we don't want, we don't want you know you to use that. It has kind of fallen out of favor. I know that because U of L used to use it in their branding. Did they? Okay. And now they don't really. I haven't seen it used in like ten years, probably. I like it though. I need to bring it back. I, I want it on a shirt. Uh, TJ texted in earlier today. He's there. like, "Doctor Tom from Iowa, the face of Hawkeye basketball." <laughs> I don't know if he's. Being... <laughs> I think he's screwing with me, but I don't care. I'll take it. He's definitely <laughs> making fun of you yesterday, being like, "Yo, when you think Syracuse, you think Bayheim. When you think UConn, you think Calhoun. When you think Iowa, you think Doctor Tom." I was like, "Nobody else thinks Doctor Tom when they think Iowa." I was. <laughs> I did reach out to TJ after the show too because I wanted to, you know I, I I get I get that itch in my brain if I can't confirm it or if I can't think of something I'm not gonna let it go. I I think everybody listens to the show. Yeah, knows that yeah, you do. Ten that. minutes later, I'm like, so it was this or just I'll, by the way, I'll, Iowa did lose in the second round in 1973. I'm like, I, I will, we talked about that 15 minutes ago. I will ago. text you hours later in a night and be like, so also. Hey, like, we're talking breaking news. Kenny Payne is retired. You're like, oh yeah. And by the way, uh, Missouri did play North Texas in that game that I was talking about. I'm like, no, no, thank you. 
Thank you. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I can't let it go. That said, um, here's one for the Texas. Yada yada yada. Yada yada yada. I, 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 I went to DoorDash and I was texting. <laughs> <laughs> I texted TJ after the show. I said, just to confirm, I was like, Murray and uh, Shay were reclassifications. We had that text yesterday right, asking right. about Impact guys. He was like, yes, and so was Towns. And I was like, oh wow. First thing I start thinking, Towns freshman year at UK should have been playing against high school kids. That's nuts. That just seems really unfair. It did take him a little bit into his freshman season it to did. really get going. It did, which makes more sense now. And then, uh, and then, I, and then, and then he, um, then he also, then I asked him. I don't know why it popped in my head. I was like, wasn't Askew an early entry as well? He was. I remember that. And which is ironic he because sucked. he came in early, and yet he's going to spend like six years in college. I mean, and he's the best player on the worst team in Power Five. Well, that was the question the texter asked was, you know, because we were talking about Trenton Flowers potentially reclassifying and being able to play next year for Kenny Payne. And the texter was like, when all the, when these kids reclassify, has there ever been a good one? Because I feel like a lot of times they reclassify and they end up being sort of unheard of. And, yeah, the answer to that question was there have been several. Because we brought up Marvin Bagley at Duke. Yeah, a lot you of know, them seem to be at Kentucky, though. These three from Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would even say Gigi Jackson this year at South Carolina has not been great, no, but he's but still he's been solid. He's still been. I mean, he's been their best player. Well, granted, <laughs> that they're a terrible team, but not, they had, not they, really. They had the uh, was the they have an Ohio State. I think it was an Ohio State transfer. It's, it's pretty decent too. The guard on South Carolina. Yeah, um, I don't even know. I mean, all I know is they beat Kentucky. Yeah, it was. It was I watched a little bit of their SEC tournament game on Wednesday night, and I mean they're, they're some reason they're I've bad. watched them play like three times this year. One was the Alabama game, and I think I watched the Kentucky game, and I watched them randomly somewhere else. Oh, the Michi Johnson. Yeah, that's he's good. good. Yeah, he's good. I was gonna say they had another guy that was decent. He's was it Ohio State? Yeah, it was Ohio State. Yeah, but him and Gigi by far. Yeah, I mean that's the only two really things they had. I there's a team I used to do this every year, and I guess I haven't watched as much college yeah, basketball this season up until the last month or so as I, I was back in the day when it was being paid to do it. But there was always a team that I found myself just watching constantly for no reason. Like they're a very average. I, I just look up and I'm like, oh my god! One year I remember it was Indiana. It was one they weren't good. Like uh, the, but like every game they were on my TV. Oregon was one year. I feel like South Carolina is yours for this year. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it was only like three games, but it's just still it's too many. Yeah, and, and I think the other one was just like probably like against LSU or something. It was a random game. There wasn't anything else on. I put it on like SEC Network and just kind of left it on and and watched it. You know, I, I feel I do that a lot with more Big East games because of the uh, Fox Sports stuff on, on 969 on my guide. The uh, down at the bottom, they're always showing random the Big East games. I feel like that's that's usually what I end up getting the most of. Texture says, uh, Rick already announced his decision and then sends in a text of his back with the L tattoo with U and LV around it. Um, is <laughs> even a possibility again? No. Also says, uh, call Titus now and come on the show. Have him react to his Buckeyes live. I'm sure he's doing the, the Barstool live thing. Uh, do we have an, another transfer? Looks like. Hold on. Louisville? Hold on. Hold on. I mean, we're going to get one every hour? Let me confirm. Yes, we have a new transfer. We're literally getting one every hour. Would you care to venture a guess as to who number three is today? Is it Withers? It is not. Wheeler? It is not. Sam Payne? <laughs> Brandon Huntley Hatfield? It is not. Who? Who is it? Fabio Basili. Oh, what the? I mean, I, I don't It feels know. like just yesterday I was I recording the vocals for his, his yeah, announcement video I, 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 that yeah. we ended up not getting to use for like three months until we actually recorded yeah, it. I remember that, yeah. But Fabio Basili. We didn't he, know if he's pronounced his name right or not. I had to video. look it up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the latest, the last addition to the 2022-23 team 
uh, is also gone. All all freshmen. The 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 three freshmen on yeah. this year's team are the the three freshmen that announced on the very first day that they are entering the transfer portal. He told this to on three. Um, well, on three's getting all the scoops today. Well, they're they're all over. It's, if it's bad news for Louisville sports, on three's got you covered. You love that. Yeah. Um, they don't have a quote, but. We'll see if we can find that. But Fabio Basile, verbal commences, also confirmed that, has entered the transfer portal. So Kamari Lands, Fabio Basile, Devin Ree, all in the transfer portal, all gone. And again, it kind of goes back to this whole notion of like, you know, this year was supposed to be about winning and learning and laying the foundation for the future. And, and all the freshmen that we had who were getting this experience, although really only one of them played big time minutes this season, they're all gone. And we're going to be kind of starting over next year. So we'll see. Someone just said, I won't put his name up. Somebody just sent me a text. These all these transfers are dropping like hostages getting whacked. <laughs> Easy. That's not cool. Uh, Fabio Basili, Kamari Lands, Devin Ree, all in the portal, all freshmen. It, it is surprising. I mean, it is surprising that, to me at least, that one of the upperclassmen who maybe had hopes of having a better season this year wasn't one of the first players to announce they're gone. Like, I, I, I was with you thinking Wheeler's, Wheeler Withers. Those two were the first names that came to my mind, um, but no, it, it's the I mean, freshman. Withers. I wonder if he's just. <clears throat> I'm thinking Withers could be, be, be just patiently waiting to see who who leaves from the because he's the one guy that I could see going to a, a power five like tournament team and being like just you know a role player on that team to make an impact and if that's what he wants if that's what he wants to do in terms of his future now he could obviously go to a you know a school of our level and get the same minutes he got here and get the shots he got if that's what he wants instead but. If I'm him, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with this tournament. Maybe he can still enter the portal and do that, but I, I, I can see him being a little more patient because he's he's a guy that could be a nice, you know, go to uh, I mean North Carolina or I mean and be a, you know a guy that could be a spot shooter for them that's to help stretch the court, which is something they desperately needed this year. Man, my mentions people are, they're definitely piling on the like. I mean, three bums gone in one day. This is great. Like we are averaging like one an hour. We are. I mean, I think this is it. Just based on because Jody said you did, you did make that bet though. Dude, we'd have two before we'd the end have, of the we'd show. Have another two one more, the yeah. Show, yeah. Jody said he heard two more could enter the portal today, or now that they're going to enter the portal. So I mean, Jody typically is not going to put out that, that out there no. if he doesn't know for sure. So he's there not going to put that out there unless Louisville lets him to put it out there as well. Yeah, I, I don't know what Jody's relationship with this staff is though. I assume it's good. I mean, I know he does the radio stuff with KP. He does so radio stuff. Uh, he, he would I'm sure like, there's some relationship yeah. there. Um, is it okay if I tweet this? Is, is what you would get from probably, sure. which is not. I mean, it's okay. yeah. Texture says, "Would you pay five thousand dollars of your own money right now to have Rick back?" No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd love. I mean, I, I I'd enjoy it, but I'd pay five hundred. I probably would pay five hundred too. I think I established that already this year. <laughs> I mean, it's going to kill me if he goes to St. John's or Georgetown or wherever, and like a year from now. They're fantastic, and we're sitting here. We're well, like, it's gotta take time. It takes time. You're well like, come on, be prepared. Buy, go buy a coffin tomorrow because you're gonna be. It's not. I'm telling I, I, you. I assume he's going to have success, but yeah. just like the the snap of a finger, success is what's going to drive me crazy. Because then you're going to. Because guess what's what's going to happen? The infighting that we've been dealing with for a full year that I don't think is going to stop anytime soon just gets ratcheted up a notch. Because if we're sitting here and we're we have like ten wins, eleven wins next season, and Kenny Payne saying. Patience, patience. Like we're, you got, it takes time to build this. And Rick is like, step of a finger, boom, twenty-five wins. We're a four seed in the tournament. It's going to just derail this. It's I just mean, going to put gasoline on this entire argument. Honestly, I look at him going to St. John's, being almost identical to his coming to Louisville. 
You get a team that's, I can see that. that's competitive, maybe on maybe on the bubble his first year, uh, with some with some freshmen that are just, you know, you get a lot of potential from. Excuse me. And then you you know, you go to that team. I think I said three years instead of you know we we were year four final four, I think for him year three only because but I, we were year two a four seed and, yeah, and, we, exactly. and we won our conference and we could we we finished top ten in Ken Palm that year that team we got upset by Butler yeah, could have easily made a run yeah and so that's yeah I mean I think we were nationally relevant in year two and that was and, and let's not forget I mean I brought, I know I brought this up before but when Tino came back to Louisville I mean how many swing and misses on big recruits he had. Yeah, yeah, because sure. he wasn't he wasn't accustomed to the straight to the NBA thing yet, and or he, swing and land, but have them go to the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, well, yeah, you're right. Because a lot of them he did actually get commitments from. They just never came here, uh, and particularly the big men. So I mean, it, that's he's used to that now. Now he's gotten past that, and we saw what happened when he got past that Louisville. How good it got, you know, when we weren't you know, paying Bowen. But you know, I, yeah, I say John's. I mean, he's gonna. It's they're, they're going to be a top. I, I said right now. I'll make the bet. Top four seed, but then the year three are there. They probably will be. I mean, they've got... And the Big East, which is not the mock in the Big East, but it's a, it's a, a conference that you can you can win. You can you can get up above. I mean, Villanova's down right now. Marquette's won the, won the conference, and they're an... I mean, they're okay. I mean, is Marquette really impressing anybody over the top? I mean... Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I mean, um, almost barely beat St. John's. Anyway. I mean, he's got a... He inherits a talented roster... It, you never know who's going to stick around, but they've got David Jones, the kid who was at DePaul, scored like 50 points against us when they oh, beat yeah. us two years yeah. ago. He, is he same I didn't know that. He yeah. transferred there for this year. They've got uh, Andre Corbello, who's at Illinois, who I actually hate his game, but he's a, clearly a talented offensive player. Their best player this year is, uh, was was the the big man, Soriano, who I think still has one year of eligibility left. Posh Alexander's there. Like They've got dudes. I don't know if they're going to stay. I don't know if they're the type of players that he wants. You mentioned you're Rick Pitino in New York City. But he, my point is, like he could have them in the tournament in year one yeah. if he keeps some of these oh, guys yeah. and then adds some of his guys. And he does Rick Pitino stuff, which is as good as anybody you know, in the game. You know he'll get some transfers right away. For sure. Whether it be somebody from Myona that, that's going to join him back over there or just, you know, somebody. I mean, somebody wants to – listen, I can go – I want to. I want to be a chance to play in a tournament. I want to be on, on the big stage. I want to make some nil money. I can go play in Madison Square Garden for Rick Pitino. It's not a bad deal. And I, I mean, I don't know what kind of booster money St. John's has, but there's, you can't tell me there can't be some kind of nil money floating around New York City. Texas says even though Georgetown was terrible last season, Louisville should take a serious look at their guards. Primo Spears, he was a name that we talked about last year, potentially coming here. Yeah, he was. Uh, Jay Heath, we also talked about coming here, and Brandon <laughs> Murray, they are talented and can be impactful if playing under the right coach. Although Kenny Payne has shown to be much more comp, uh, although Kenny Payne has shown to be much more competent than Ewing, has he so far? I don't know if I can say that honestly. I mean, I, I think another name that, that was kind of funny. Remember Jalen Cohn from Virginia Tech, who was such a good shooter, lit us up a couple times. And he was going to transfer. We're like, damn, we need to get him. I'd forgotten where he went. I was watching the Big Sky final at like 1 a.m. the other night. He's at Northern Arizona. He apparently had the, he wanted to be like the new Max Acemas, which didn't go great. <laughs> Northern Arizona made a crazy run, but they were not good. The new all Al- these names that we've talked about just ended up at various places. The kid, that, the New Albany kid that played with Roman, he went to Ohio State, didn't he? You're talking about um, uh, Sean East? Yeah, it was at West Virginia. He ended up in Missouri. Missouri. I thought he was going to, I don't think he was going to Ohio State for I don't know. He's been at well, he's been at like five different schools, so you could have guessed. But he's he's not doing much in Missouri. He's no. averaging like seven points a game. Okay. Uh, and he was he was fine. I mean, he. I know what, he was a name that some people get grief at. Kenny didn't go after hard or whatever. People and, have yeah. been wanting Sean East to be a Louisville Cardinal forever. I mean, yeah. he he started at UMass and had a good freshman season because I think their their starting point guard got kicked off the team, and so he got elevated to start. 
but he was like the starting point guard on a bad UMass team. So the, the he, stats were kind of inflated. Went he, to Bradley. Then he went to Juco. He was Juco player of the year. Um, his one year in Juco at, the, I think that same school that Jay Scrub went to okay. the, the John, whatever it is. Um, but then he's at Missouri. I think he's still got one more year of eligibility. Now. Didn't, he, didn't he go to West Virginia? No. Who's the West Virginia kid I'm thinking of? Sean McNeil, who went from West Virginia to Ohio State. Ah, that's the, okay, there you go. I've always got to thread these Trevor, thread them together. But that, that was a kid that we looked at too, right? That's a point of contention around here. That's His a, name came up, I know that. Well, he's a kid who I think wanted to come here, who the staff said, eh. And how's he doing at Ohio State? Double figure score. An, an Ohio State team that's actually, by the way, winning... Well, about to officially beat Michigan. They are about to head to the Big Ten tournament semifinals I to bet as the too. 13 seed. Maybe we can get Titus on here. Just just text him. Just bring him on. I'm sure, I tell you, I'll just call him right now on the phone. I'm sure he's doing his barstool thing, but he's – Get him on here. We're, we're bigger than barstool. Texas says it was strike three for Patino. Louisville did the right thing getting rid of him. What was the, How was it strike three? Who was the first strike? I'm assuming he means Cypher. I don't count that as a strike. I don't really either. That's that's off the court personal business that doesn't. Care. The thing is, I, I don't care if, if if you think it was the right thing. If you think it wasn't the right thing, all I'm saying is I'm gonna be sad when he gets hired at St. John's and kills it. I'm gonna be sad. I don't. And I tell it's you, it's not right, even a debate anymore. Do you want me to cheer you up a little bit with this news? Yeah. At least he's not going to Notre Dame <laughs> or at an ACC school. Yeah, Georgia Tech. Which, by the <laughs> way, we've made it almost two hours in the show before announcing the prince is dead. Josh Pastner has been officially fired at Georgia Tech. The Prince of March, the Prince of Greensboro. The Prince of the Face Mask. The Prince of the Face Mask is no more. Where will he fall up next? We'll find out shortly. He got fired. Brian Gregory, his predecessor at, uh, at Georgia Tech, also got fired today at South Florida, which is no shock. But Josh Pastner, the strongest place. limb of the John Calipari coaching tree, still winds up breaking at a lower-level program in the ACC. Uh, I'll miss, I, I said this on Twitter. He's going to end up here, isn't he? No. He's going to replace Manning. The only thing that Josh Pastner has to do now is start a podcast with Tom Crane. The weirdest, dorkiest dudes in college basketball. Who, are you ready for a little, yeah, I love giving you a little little inside juice, little little, little inside story. A little inside, okay, yeah. I like, it. I like you when you just give me a little. Tom Crane, the little weasel that he is. You hate Tom Crane so much. Because he's a weasel. He tried to weasel his way into the Louisville job during the, uh, the, the pageant season. Can't say I blame him, though. He's trying to weasel his way into the Western Kentucky job right now. He's trying to get Stansbury out. He's talking to all these people. He's trying to. I, I tell you right now. He's just a little worm. I, I'll say this. I know we talked about Will Wade's name with that job. Crean, I don't think, would be a, a great hire for Western, actually. I think he would do good at Western. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying the, the way that he does stuff, he operates behind closed doors. I, don't, well, I, mean, I still don't exactly know. I don't have all the details. The 28, the, the pageant season thing was weird because he somehow. A, bunch of high-level boosters, including Papa John, all pushed hard for Tom Crean to be hired. So much so that it got to the point where we were going to hire Tom Crean to be the interim head coach that season Ugh. until the players revolted. The players basically went to, to Vince Tyree and said, if you don't make David Padgett the interim head coach, we're not playing this year. If that hadn't happened, Tom Crean would have been the interim coach. And I don't know how he got in with all these people with money around here, but it happened in some weird way. Like he just weasels his way into these situations, and he's doing—he's trying to do it right now in Bowling Green. I know somebody probably listening hear me like talk about how I think it's a great hire for Western, and then when you say little, when I go, Ugh. it's because Crean is like that's—that's that's not Crean's ceiling. Like, I think Crean's a good coach. He's just—he's fine. Yeah, it's just a matter of what your expectations are. 
Like if I was Clemson and you hired Tom Crean, I don't think that's a bad hire because you're Clemson. I mean, you're. I'm with you. You're expert, yeah, if you're Western, that's a great Mark. I mean, he was a good fit at Marquette. I Will mean, Wade's still the big rumor in, in Western. And, and they want Will Wade. But if your expectations, and you saw he did, I mean, he wasn't awful at IU. It's just, you got to remember if your expectations are being a national championship contender on like a daily, yearly basis, Tom Green's probably not your right hire. No. He's, gonna, he's a guy that's going to probably beat, you're going to be competitive for the most part. I'm with you. You're going to probably win somewhere between 17 and 20 games, maybe. You can make some tournaments. And, and if he gets. You never know. You fall ass backwards into a Dwayne Wade, you may get a tournament a Final Four run. If you can land Dwayne Wade and keep him in college for three years, he might take it to a Final Actually, Four. Actually, he was a Prop 48. Well, that's true. But he, I think he left after his junior season technically. Technically it was, but he was, yeah, he'd been there an extra year because of uh, the field accident. By the way, Louisville baseball officially back. The Cards now have stormed back. They lead Dayton 9-5 to in the fifth inning We're after falling behind 5 nothing. Just teasing with the Flyers. Just you know. We just wanted to give them a chance of hope. Just letting them feel good about themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's what it really was. They, they, I think you know, it's not only just it's not only the best AD in, in the seventh region's birthday. It might be one of their birthdays too. Like that's just damn it. That's the humanitarian he is. He's a good guy. He's like this team has made one tournament in school history. Let's let them think they're going to beat us. At the least. consummate good guy. He's so good. he should get cheered. The man deserves a Nobel Prize. Louisville leads nine to five over there at Jim Patterson Stadium. Uh, still. Four innings to go, but hopefully the Cards can get game one in a three-game series. Uh, we're keeping you updated on all the college basketball happenings as well. we got one more hour left. We'll dive back into this conversation. Three Louisville players now have already announced that they intend to enter the transfer portal. What does that mean? How, what's your reaction there? Also, some, some more coaching carousel news to get to. We'll get back into the Rick Pitino conversation as well and hear from you at 502-414-1450. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour three is up next here on 1450 The Big X. Yeah. I think this reminds me of like Mary Catherine Gallagher. Didn't she do this like at a sketch one time? I think it's the first time I heard this song. And I really like it. It just reminds me of that. Actually, honestly, enough, I didn't know this was a reboot by uh, Black Rose until like a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I know. I just I, I grew up knowing the, the, the Black Crows version. I mean, they came out in 1990. Maybe, well, maybe this is the one that I was thinking of then. Yeah, maybe yeah. I didn't know. It was, I knew it was an old song from the 90s. Yeah, it was. It came out. They they released this in their version in 1990. It was off their one of their their, their first their kind of breakthrough album along with Talk to Angels. I think it was on the same. Okay. Welcome well, five, five o'clock hour here. The Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 one The Big X. Uh, big news today has been developing throughout the course of today's show. Three Cardinal players, all true freshmen, have announced they're entering the transfer portal. We expected a mass exodus. We expected the dominoes to start falling pretty soon after the season, and and it's happening. Uh, Fabio Basile, the latest to announce. Devin Reed announced it about an hour before him. And then earlier today, Kamari Lands 
announced it. Uh, Transfer portal not officially open until Monday, but all three players have put it out there that they intend to enter the transfer portal. I mean, no surprises though, but then again, no surprise. I mean, I think Lance has drawn the biggest reaction it, that's, that's because he, was, he played the biggest role, yeah. which is understandable. You set me up for it yesterday a little bit, but yeah, that would you told me this. If I hadn't said that to you yesterday, you give me that look to make me think maybe it could happen. That would have kind of blown me out of my chair today a little bit. Uh, but Basilian Ree, I think, not hard to see that happening. No. Both guys came in here in a situation where like we've got no guards and no shooters, and they were billed as guards and shooters, and they didn't play at all. So I mean, one was a reclassification, and the other was just he just became available because his coach got caught fired for cheating. Right, and to be fair, Basili was a, he was like a re reclassification. He he reclassified to his original class. So, but he was a late addition, a guy that we talked about. And I think even when we announced his commitment to the program or his signing with the program, we were kind of saying, in a normal situation, Fabio Basili is not you're not bringing him in here. We had no guards. It was late in the game. There was nobody else available. That's why you bring him in here to help help uh, Ellis out in the backcourt and really. He didn't show a whole lot this season. He didn't get much of a chance to play that much. But when he was out there, he did not strike me as a guy who was going to be an immediate answer. Maybe a guy who could be a good college player down the line. But it was it was never going to be a perfect fit. And we'll always have that five minute stretch in the Western game. In the Western game, got I a mean, couple steals, made a couple was. layups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was that was the game where we win and we go and you need to get some minutes for him. Get L off. The oh, ball. everybody, everybody for like the next two months. Oh, like play Basili, start Basili. I mean, I don't know. We we weren't start Basili, but we were both like, where's the minutes? I mean. Because what you saw in that Western game, which is, you tried to see it happen throughout the season a little bit with, with Miller and Basile and times, was you were able to, with doing that, even that small stretch, you got L off the out the, the ball out of his hands, and you got him running kind of into a groove, and then you get the ball back in his hands. You also, yeah, I mean, you got a glimpse of how, I think, productive and also how much LLS could cut down on his turnovers if he was playing in his natural spot off the ball, yeah. which a lot of people wanted to see. I think the issue was Basile was not ready to handle that duty for – 30 minutes a game. I mean, he's no. limited offensive player and let's just say it totally lost defensively, which again would, he'd fit right in if you played him more minutes because well, everybody on that team was lost. Defensively. We, we were, yeah, I was going to say we were already putting Withers out there to help on offense, despite the lack of defense. I mean, we were I mean, we, Ellis too. I mean, listen, I, mean, I, I, yeah, I like Ellis I mean, a lot, but the man, he's a big part of the reason why Louisville was one of the worst defensive teams in the history of ACC basketball. I mean, we can only cut off so many toes to save our foot, right? You're not wrong. (laughs) We just got a stub over here. You're not wrong. Uh, Checking in real quick. Ohio State wraps up its win. Uh, Three upsets in three days for the Buckeyes. They're moving on to the ACC, or the Big Ten, I should say, tournament semifinals. I did text Titus. Titus is just loving life right now. I was like, you're having the week that I should be having. This is he's like he's like that was my run. He's like, but you had three players transfer in one day, so it's pretty much the same thing. I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> there it is. We've got Tennessee and Missouri doing battle right now. It's the only big game on uh, on ESPN. What, what does Lardy have Tennessee as a seeding wise? I I don't know. I, the, they're the five seed in the SEC tournament. I can tell you that they lead Missouri, who's the four seed right now, fifty five fifty three with ten minutes to go. UAB is up on North Texas in the CUSA semifinals, and Cincinnati. Remember them. Uh, leads Temple by 16 in the AAC quarterfinals. We'll have a bunch of big games tonight. Tonight's the Friday night's one of the more fun nights of I mean, really the entire college basketball season because you've got the quarterfinals going in a couple of these big tournaments like the Big Ten and the SEC and the heavyweight battles, the semifinals in the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC, and the Pac-12, I should say, and then a couple of conference championship games as well. It should be a fun night of college hoops. But we've been keeping tabs on the Louisville situation. We've also been keeping tabs on the Rick Pitino situation, multiple reports out there now saying 
St. John's is very interested in Rick. Rick is very interested in St. John's. Reports saying that Texas Tech wants Patino. Reports saying that Georgetown wants Patino. Um, Iona being like, we've got a game to play in like two hours. Can we just focus on that, please? Let's win a conference championship. Which, by the way, the the MAAC tournament has broken. If they don't win it this year, so they're the one seed. They play the five seed, I think it's Niagara tonight. And then the bottom half of that bracket is the St. Peter's Peacocks are doing it again, folks. They the ten seed. They've they've I think reeled off three straight upsets. But wasn't just Holloway. Holloway. No, maybe not. And they'll play Marist, who's the eleven seed. So if Patino wins ah, tonight, the fighting Rick Smiths, the, the fighting Jaron Jordans. If uh, if if Patino wins tonight, he will play either a ten or an eleven seed in a twelve team league to win his conference championship. They should roll in both these games and then be a difficult out in the NCAA tournament. But the big talk nationally about Patino is. Where is he going to be next year? It sounds like St. John's has emerged as the new leader, although Georgetown still in heavy pursuit in Texas Tech, trying to make something happen. Good for Texas Tech. Just yeah, just fighting a good fight. <laughs> Texas Tech. Let's we drive need- up the price. Texas Tech. Wait a minute. He's got off the court issues. He's on our list. <laughs> Some weird stuff might happen down here. You know we love that. Let's do yeah. it. He's got a bad reputation with, with off the court with marriages. Hey, bring him in. That's what we love. That's our wheelhouse, people. Gosh. Um, <laughs> We're all putting Bercini's right next to campus. <laughs> Tyus just texted me and said, being one year late to the Patino sweepstakes when you wait to fire pain next year is too cruel to be believed. You deserve at least another national title at this point. We deserve like three. <laughs> this is the Braun thing again. We're just <laughs> one year off and we hire him. Hey, it ends up working out. <laughs> no. You never know. So and so in three years, he'll leave St. John's and come back to Louisville. Maybe he's going to stay at Iona for one more year. <laughs> Maybe we'll convince him. Who knows? Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We didn't do a good job at taking texts. We got an hour. Yeah, we, we have an hour. We'll get to as many as we can here. We've also been, uh, I say we. Most of them are just making mom jokes about me anyway, probably. A few of them, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have been mourning the loss of Josh Pastner. Oh. <laughs> the Prince of March, the Prince of Greensboro, the Michael Scott of college basketball has been fired by Georgia Tech. I was about to try to think of a way you could do face mask in there, but it's the only word I could think of wouldn't probably be a The guy. master of masks. The master of masks. The king of COVID. I'll tell you what off the air when I want it popped in okay. my head. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate you doing that. I can, I'm only allowed one offensive comment a day. I've been, I've been limited now. You hit your quota. I hit my quota already, yeah. Uh, we'll see what, what Josh's next move is. Oh, the uh, voting is open for the Naismith Awards. Some of final voting. Do you want to vote for me? I'll vote for you. I think we did this last year. I'll let you vote. The The way it works, unfortunately, you can't just vote for anybody. Like when I first got to do this, I'm like, here we go. Cardinal every year. I'm voting. Patino's getting coach of the year every year. But they give you 10 finalists. You pick three. Uh, 10 semifinalists. You pick three for player of the year and coach of the year. And then uh, you, you get, I think, a list of like five at the end. And you get to vote for one for both categories. But the... Ten semifinalists for men's college player of the year: Azulis Tabellis from Arizona, Brandon Miller from Alabama, Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, Jaime Hawkes from UCLA, Jalen Wilson from Kansas, Keontae Johnson from Kansas State, Marcus Sasser from Houston, TJD from Indiana, Tyler Kolick from Marquette, and then Zach Eady from Purdue. You know who I'm voting. You're voting. You love Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, you no, love that's, him. That's good. I mean, I don't think there, I don't think there's really even any question about it. Who I get to pick four. I, TJD will be in my four. I'm taking him. I'm taking. I would take Sasser in there. Eh. I like I like Sasser. I'm taking Jalen Wilson. I'm, I I don't really want to do this because he may have been an accessory to murder. But Brandon Miller is probably going to be in my top four. I would put Miller, Sasser, 
Trace Jackson Davis. And I'm going to end with Edie. Edie, I mean, he's such a, I mean, a dominant. He belongs there, yeah. He's a dominant player right now that it's just, he's not going to get the credit probably because he didn't have the right guards around him. I'm taking my Miller vote away and I'm giving it to Jaime Hawkins because I love him so much. It's a personal vote. Who's getting the coaches? All right, the finalist, semifinalist, Bill Self at Kansas, Chris Collins at Northwestern, Dusty May from Florida Atlantic, Jeff Capel from Pittsburgh. Name, by the way. It's a fantastic name. He's yeah. a he seems like a good guy, too. Jerome Tang from Kansas State. Kelvin Sampson from Houston. Matt Painter from Purdue. Mick Cronin from UCLA. <laughs> Rodney Terry from Texas. And Shaka Smart at Marquette. Um, you just say Kelvin Sampson's name, right? Yep. I, I, he, I, in no particular order, Sampson would be on there. Um, Probably Collinsworth. I mean, just having the consistent. Collins. Collins, yeah. The consistent Collinsworth. <laughs> and Mick. Yeah. Uh, no, not Mick. Not no, Mick? No. Oh, really? No. Uh, next would be Tang, only because I like saying the name. And, and he's done a hell of a job. Yeah, it's just fun. Making Tang. Um, and then, I don't know who had to do my fourth or not. I mean, I've got Shaka. Marquette was like eighth in the Big East. They won the conference. He's got it. I don't think, I, I'm not big on their long-term prospects in the NCAA tournament. I got to see the draw. I shouldn't say that. But he deserves it. He's, yeah. They've been incredible. I mean, I and, Chaka is like the better person version of Tom Crean to me. Like he's just a, in the perfect position where he is to be successful. Texas just setting the standards too high. I'm going Green, IU standards too high. Go back to, you know, go to Western Marquette level. I got Shaka. I've got Samson. I've got Tang. And I think I'm probably going to go Bill Self. I mean, just because I feel like you don't get enough credit for doing a crazy good job at a big time program for these awards. And they won it all last year. They lost a ton from that team and well, they're still right back here. I mean, I'm kind of doing that with Samson, aren't I? I mean, Samson deserves. It. I mean, they lose. He like they lose their leading scorer every year, and somehow like it, it, a place like Houston, they just reload, and somebody who was like a ten point per game scorer the year before just ups that average to nineteen. Um, and he's doing it with transfers this year. There, Samson belongs there. I mean, Capel would get a little bit low. I, say, I mean, do, or what about I mean, Oates wasn't supposed to be this good. He's not on the list. It's interesting, actually. Yeah. You think any you think any team in the top ten or twenty would be, probably be at least on the list, right? Well, when you get one player arrested for murder and another who was an accessory to it, kind of maybe hurts your voting. Well, we're talking. He did win SEC Coach of the Year, though. I mean, we're talking about what he does on the court, not how he handles off the court here. As you're, you're not wrong. You shouldn't. I know it's hard to, to, to because then it gets down to the whole who who get who deserves it the team the guy that overachieved more or the guy that right actually, yeah it's it's a debate that'll never end. You're you're not wrong. Um, there you go. That's the voting. We can. Cast our ballot a little bit later. Uh, but Fabio Basile. Once we get our free swag from these schools and teams. Are you going to miss Fabio? Um, That's a no right there. <laughs> the um, Just gave it away. You know I do. Yeah, I know. If, I, if I'm going to miss him, I know right away. I'm probably not. Until, unless he goes somewhere and, and, and does well and it makes me regret it. But then I'll just be kind of happy for him that he got, you know, he, he's doing well. Fabio strikes me as a guy who's probably going. I can see. I think Lance will transfer to another power conference program. I can see Re going to like an SEC school. Fabio strikes me as a kid, and this is probably for the best. Who will transfer to a mid low major program and have a fine career. I can see him playing in the Sun Belt or CUSA or something like that, and and being fine. Yeah, um, yeah. He he just. He could go back down to Florida, go to South Florida or something. Maybe he Central never Florida. struck me as an ACC guard. I think he's a really good passer. But he can't go left. The shot that we remember, we were like, the shot looks a little bit broken. Maybe they can work with that a little bit. Maybe they can fix it. The shot never changed. It, it looked exactly the way that it did in his high school videos. And that's somebody's going to have to fix that shot. You cannot shoot that way and be a high level college player. And then defensively, he just 
Maybe he can be a good defensive player, but he well, was not he, interested in playing any here. I mean, honestly, not much more than Reed did. We see enough minutes to really even get a feel for it. I mean, he just did it. He didn't. I mean, how many minutes? Reed played 67 minutes. We talked about how many did Fabio play? 80? I think he played more than that. I mean, he. I bet he played triple-digit minutes. Because, I mean, he, there were a couple of games. At the end of the season, he was getting like... I mean, I guess he got a few more minutes because when, when Miller was out for a few games, he got some time in there late. But, I mean, also then, I mean, how many of those minutes were even, like, impactful? I mean... And late in the season, he was playing impactful minutes, for which kind of came out of nowhere. Um, let's see. He averaged 8.3 minutes per game. They don't have the total minutes here. I don't know. Uh, well, he played 138. Yeah. 138 through, that sounds right. through 17 games. I mean, he only played 17 games. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's, you know, that we were missing out on some impact player, but I mean, it's just, you, you got, you, you, you just don't really see enough from him or Reed to really get, I think, a feel of what, what you have in the future. I mean, obviously they saw enough in practice not to even let us see enough in the game, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm just telling you what I think. I, I know. And I agree with you. I mean, I, just, I can't argue with it because I don't have enough evidence to argue with it. I mean, I, I saw the shot enough to know that it, the shot's ugly, it's, yeah. it's it ugly is. and not gonna be good but i've seen i mean but he's also got some length he's got he's got some ability to get in the lane and, and maybe get that floater going that's those are the potential positives i saw in him so we now have we know three players are gone yep that gives you we have 10 scholarships we know we're filling them we've got five incoming players i'm including dennis evans in that uh, i'm assuming at this point that dennis evans is going to come here you you've got are you including flowers as well not right now okay Although I think it seems more likely than not. So you've got you've got Glenn Williams, the mystery Juco, Cron Davis, Cron Davis, and Dennis Evans. Dennis that's Evans, four. that's four, four coming in this year. The Churchill Abbas kid, we'll see what happens there. I, that, that's kind of gone quiet on that front, so we, we won't include him for now. Okay, so that's four. That's four players. I'm assuming a core four is coming back. That's five. Yeah. I'm assuming Trainer is coming back. That's six. Yeah. I'm assuming James is coming back. That's seven. Yeah. I'm assuming we're going to get Davion McKnight from Western Kentucky. That's oh, eight. Sounds about right. That's eight. That leaves us with five, five scholarships left. I mean, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, let's say he comes back, that's nine. Okay. Say Hersey Miller comes back. Hersey, I think they can keep off scholarship. That's true. We we still don't know if he was on or off scholarship all year long anyway. Never got clarity on that. That's the one thing we should have brought up during the P and Mike show. <laughs> is your kid on scholarship? Yeah. Is, is your kid even on? What, what, he, Kenny like, Payne's kind of all over the place it, with that one. Is it quarterly? I mean, what are we doing here? It seems like a weird deal. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, that was leave. That leaves nine. So we'd have four spots left. I mean, I think that we're still whether we have McKnight or not, we're going to have four or five spots available for incoming transfers, and that's I think what we need. Yeah. Go out and get some guards. I think of those out of those of those nine, everyone is the spots that's left. Yes, yeah, should be all grad. Not I keep saying grad transfers, but upperclassmen transfers, for sure. I mean, that spots that leaves us six spots, right? There's 15, 13. 13. 13, so that leaves us four spots. Four or five spots, I think. Four or five spots, I'd say, yeah, I want at least three three ball-handling level guards. Yes. We need guys that can score, we need guys that can shoot, we need guys that can handle the ball. I shouldn't pigeonhole them to height, but I want guys that are 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". And if we have Flowers coming in reclassifying, then you know three or four yeah. in, in transfers, which is fine. That's include the uh, to go with McKnight, too, by the way, that we already counted on the roster. Right. I'm, I'm counting Davion McKnight at this point. Um, We've got wings. That's the one thing we. I mean, we. That's the one thing we actually have some potential, with, especially with James and Trainer hopefully coming back. We have wing guys. We've yeah. established that. Yeah, we 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 definitely have wings. Good to have uh, something though, at least, right? We got to get some guards. That's that's the the, the task at hand for Kenny. Turkeys have wings too. But neither one of us can fly. That's right. 
502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texas says, uh, all I can picture is Crean sweating and looking greasy as he goes for a slice with Papa John to prove his worth for the job back then. That's probably the way that it Do you happens. think that's how Papa John's found out he could drink, he could eat 40 pizzas? Because when he met Crean, he challenged him. And he out, he out ate Crean. Mm. Maybe. You remember, remember when he was at 40 pizzas that he could eat? Yeah, 48. No, he said he did eat 40 pizzas, 40 pizzas in, 40, in the last month. He was averaging over a pizza a day. We didn't tell you it was from Pizza Hut. No, no, he did say it was Papa John's. Because okay. the pizza's gotten bad, is what he says, since he left. That's, that was his whole thing. Texas Demling says his bet for Ricky P is Texas Tech. Either he's trying to throw us off the scent, or Ricky P is going full Doc Holiday on us. He's throwing you off He's the trying set. to drive the price up. Yeah, he's trying to, I mean, that's what he's doing. Ricky P is going to go to Big East. Yeah. He's, he's I think he's going to go to St. John's. I think Georgetown would be second. He's not going to go to Texas Tech. He, I'll tell you right now, if he goes to Texas Tech, I'll show up the very next show in assless chaps. Well, now I want that. <laughs> to be fair, Texas Tech has been the most successful of those programs in recent oh, years. Oh, I, I said this yesterday when we talked about the Adams Levens. They could be a sleeping giant in terms of a job. They've got some money. They've had success. They're in a conference. They get they get exposure. I mean, they they can Texas Tech can be smart to go after an up and coming guy that they can keep there for long. They couldn't keep Beard, but the only reason they couldn't keep Beard was because Texas was just that one job that's too alluring. Yeah. I don't think he leaves them if it wasn't Texas at that time. Texas says... Um, they wait and fire him after a year. <laughs> Texas, do you think Tom Crean's family is pulling the strings? Aren't the Harbaugh's big donors there? Where? Western? Maybe. Jack won a national championship there. Well, that might make sense then. And the, the, the dad, because John was uh, was on that staff. He was actually there as a, as a quarterback in... When they won it, he was part of that staff. All I know is he's trying to weasel his way into the WKU job. And I think it's not sitting well with some people in Bowling Green. Texas, talk about how Cream went crying, pleading to Rick that he wasn't involved with IU sources leaking the Katina Powell. The dude was shook. There's, yeah, there, there's a lot. There, there's a lot to that. And it was all very, very shady. And Tom Cream was involved in it. That's all I'm going to say. Texas, this is the first time that I'm hearing the story about a Tom Crean player revolt. That is something. Oh, that, that absolutely happened. I hadn't heard that either. Absolutely happened. He, they were going to announce that Crean was going to be the interim coach. Or if I did, I don't remember. Players got wind of it. Players basically were like, we don't, not Tom Crean. It wasn't just like anti-Tom Crean. It was like anybody but David, we're not going to play. That's weird is that Crean could have actually had some decent, that team would have been a nice fit for him a little bit. No, the young whatever. Jordan. I mean, I, I, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm never taking Crean over Padgett. I'm just saying. That could have been a decent. That would have been an interesting fit for him with that up tempo style he wants to play with the guards. Texas says Will Wade was spotted before the season in BG meeting with Stansberry. He's a Nashville native. Most around this area believe he's going to be the first call, followed by Crane and possibly Mac. Also, Neil Barry, top assistant at Marquette, was an assistant at WKU under Horn. I've heard. I mean, yeah, the the, the Western talk from the people that I, I know down there is that they want Will Wade and they think he's the leading candidate. Here's the here's McNeese the, State though might gobble him up first. Here's the thing when it comes. to a, I would take Wade over Crean as a coach. I would too. The problem is though, if you're Western, you take Wade. I could see Wade leaving you for a bigger job. I don't know if Crean's doing that at this point. I also think Will Wade is very much in play at Texas Tech. I so, can see that as well. I mean, again, he checks a lot of their boxes. He fits into both those <laughs> programs very well. So, but but if, yeah, cause I, I could see Wade going to Western. They have a decent couple of years, and he bounces for you know a, a, a mid level Power Five conference. You know, doing. I just don't think Green's doing that. He's already done Georgia. He's done IU. But I don't think that that's a concern anymore. Like I think if you you take the guy that can win right now, that's true. I guess 
But I don't know. I don't know if the gap between, for me, in my opinion, of Wade and Green, that that would is is big enough to say I, I'd want the guy who may bounce after three years, opposed to the guy who may be here for twenty. I think you take success whenever you can get it. Western's. It's been a decade since they've been to the tournament. They thought Sansbury was their cream for in that way I described. Well, it. I I said it when he got the job. He'll get you talent. He's just not going to get you into the tournament. And that's been his mo. Everyone's gone. I mean, you forget. I mean, Western went to the 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 uh, NCAA tournament. God, I mean, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times between 2001 and 2013. They have not been since. Like, they need some success. And right in nice little stretch in the 90s as well. And they've had too much talent. I mean, to, they, went, they went to the Sweet 16. Well, that was their only tournament appearance, but yeah. Which one? The 95 team. The Went to the Sweet 16? Yeah, 93, I mean. Yeah, that was with yeah with uh, Darnell Mee and... and uh, but and, they've been. I mean, they had a really good stretch, is what I'm saying. Like seven times in the NCAA tournament from 01 to 2013, and have not been since. They are desperate to get back, and if you want that to happen soon, you need probably somebody that can be an instant jolt. Especially that conference is getting better at the top. When you FAU was going to be an at large, if UAB wins, they they're fully capable of winning an NCAA tournament game or two. Yeah, they, um, it's, it's a decent league. Have, yeah, they always have decent. I mean, North Texas has had some years over here and there. I mean, I mean, um, who's the one school that Middle uh, Tennessee? Yeah, Middle Tennessee plays up and down. I think it's North Te- uh, maybe it's North Texas also plays that like really Virginia style pack defense. No, so it's not them. One of them team does that. I forget which one it is. There's one of them that does that in that conference, which is annoying. Uh, Texas, since it's March Madness, will the Mike Rutherford show be following the generic sports radio formula of doing a broadcast about doing a bracket about a random topic? I don't know. What would you want to do, Trevor? Um. I don't know. I mean, what would be the most random thing? Trevor's jobs bracket. We've already done that. We no, we just listed off where you've worked. I have that list. Talking to Mike. What are you doing? I was pulling away because I had to pull typing something in. That's why I say I hate using this computer. <laughs> I got to pull back to, to away from the mic to get my the, the, my gut to. Well, talking then type. Well, I can't. I want to talk and type at the same time. What are you trying to type? I was going. I wanted to look. I was going to the. You can't pretend to say standings. Just the team I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Just, just let it go. We're not talking about Conference USA basketball anymore. We're talking about trying to do... It's Law Tech, by the way. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Who was bad this year, though? They run that damn the slow-down offense. It's no. annoying to play against. Um, that's a good, I mean, we don't want to do fast food because that's generic. I'm saying Trevor Jobs. You want to do Trevor Jobs? Yeah. Let the, let the people vote on him? Yeah. Number one seed. Was, is the radio job number one seed? I, I think we have to take the radio jobs out. It's not fair. Because they would just so the be, number one seed will be cardboard heroes then probably. Texas Trevor's favorite sex positions bracket. <laughs> What's the, I don't think you can fill sixty four of them in there. <laughs> no, but you can fill sixty nine. This is a bracket of Trevorisms. That actually would be a good one if we if we'd been. You had to write that one. You if we'd to, been diligent enough to keep track of all your Trevorisms throughout the last two years, that would be a fantastic bracket. But I don't. Jenna wrote a few down when she was interning here. Yeah, I'm sure the texters can help us out with those two. That there, there's been so you usually give us like one a day, and there've been so many that I just instantly Did I get forget. One out today, um, <laughs> probably. I don't, don't realize half the time I don't even know when I do it. I know. Well, like, <laughs> well, or the, the texture sent in that suggestion. His most recent text before that was old medicine crow right before oh. that from yesterday. So, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> we'll start thinking like how it's seeded, though. I mean, yeah, the sex position, by the way, yeah. I mean, it'd be missionary, be like the number one seed, <laughs> followed by number two seed, lay there, <laughs> aka the Trev. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a few that, that aren't going to make it very far because my knees just aren't hurting too much. I can't do that anymore. 
the job wouldn't be interesting, but the over the Trevorisms would be good. Those two are fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Texas, you talked about Karan Davis earlier. Yeah. LSL actually had him on their show Wednesday, and that interview is probably the most info that we have on him. I need to listen to that. Who, he's on whose show? Uh, Louisville Sports Live with okay. Ethan and those guys. Ethan, yeah, yeah. I realize that we can't just poo-poo everything all offseason, but all of this just feels so disorganized and has from the jump. There seems to be no real plan, just constant scrambling. Constant scrambling. It's like, I am a man <laughs> of constant scramble. It does. It, I, I'm not disagreeing. I say goodbye to Louisville, the place where I played my college days. I'm not disagreeing. Uh, a lot of times I feel like the stuff that's happened over the last 12 months has been disorganized and it, it feels like just kind of a, let's throw this together at the last second. All we can do as fans, I mean, we're going to have the answers next year. If we, I know we think a lot of us think that we already have them right now, but if this thing can work, then he's going to show it in the next 12 months. And if it can't, I, I think that'll happen too. My big fear though is that we do find ourselves once again in that middle ground where for you and I, Trevor, and I think it sounds like on the text line, most people listening would be in the same boat. If we piece together a roster that seems pretty good on paper, decent on paper, and we win 12, 13 games, like for you and I, I think we've got our answer that it's just, it's not going to work here. It's not, it's not good enough. And he's got to go and we got to start from scratch again. But for some people, I mean, some, you got people out there right now that are defending a four win season. They will absolutely defend an 11, 12, 13 win season and say you need to give him a third year, which I just, it blows my mind that we will have fallen to that that point. I mean, again, like Kentucky, Kentucky saw enough from Billy Gillespie, who won SEC Coach of the Year his first season, but missed the tournament narrowly his second year. And they're like, no, that's not good enough. Didn't they go like the lead eight of the NIT as well? I thought that was. I want to say they lost to Notre Dame in the NIT tournament. They did lose Notre Dame in the NIT because. All year long, they've been talking about how the Big East was overrated. And like, yeah. I remember Notre Dame was the one they always used on my website as like, Notre Dame sucks. And then Notre Dame just whacks their it ass may have been in, the, in the NIT. I feel like it was like the, 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 the. But you're right. It was definitely Notre Dame yeah, who beat I, them. Because they, um, they had that run of in the NCAA tournament or the NIT every year for like five years, they lost to a Big oh, East team. Yeah. I had, I had the, the picture. I, the picture of Cousins and the and West Grabbing Virginia. the crotch. Yeah. yeah. It was like, get off our. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. I think I sent that to more people as much as the one where the. Uh, they're the uh, Clash of the Titans, where the guy where they're holding up uh, uh, what's the name? Judge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one too. I think those are the two. Ah, oh, the after. early sports <laughs> internet days, the me- early meme days. On top of it, yeah. when we actually had some way to fight back. <laughs> I I just listen. I, I mean, it, if your bar is so low, and I'm with you, I'm not going to tell anybody how to fan. But if your bar is so low that we win 10 or 12 games next year and you're satisfied, I just I hope you're a lady and call me. Because that that's the kind of bar and satisfaction levels I'm looking for in a miss. I don't even know if it's if it'll be satisfi- uh, satisfaction. I think the argument will be that it's a sign that we're headed in the right direction and that year three, we're going to be tournament good. This isn't football. You don't need this. I'm with you. you. You don't have to. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, we're on the same page. But I, I'm telling you, I think that's what people will say. And I don't think it'll be good enough. It certainly won't be good enough for us. I would hope that that won't be good enough for for Josh. I think the one the one place where it gets a little bit hairy is if he if we go somewhere around 500 next year. Let's say we go 16 and 15. We're never really in the NCAA tournament discussion, but it's you know, we finished 10th in the ACC. We have like a, the type of season that Boston College had in year two under Earl Grant this season. 
Let me throw in this one. And he's got 15 and maybe Kentucky in that group. I mean, that doesn't. It, that'd be nice, but you don't say it doesn't matter. It matters, but like big picture, it's not like football. No, but it's, it's one still game matters. in December. It matters to the fans, but I, I think if you're looking at, we're talking about can this man win a national title here? No. One game against Kentucky in year two, I don't think is going to to sway me one way or the other on that. But if we have a loaded 24 class waiting in the wings, if this man shows that he can do what we all thought he could do when we brought him in here, and it was like every excuse about the cloud and not being able to recruit fairly was totally valid, and we've got a top-five class, then I think you start having the conversation about, okay, let's see what he can do with that type of talent. We took enough of a step forward. We didn't get to where we want to be in year two, but let's see how year three goes. But anything besides that scenario and no tournament, I'm out. And I'm I not, just, not going to budge from that. I just, I just worry that I just, I just don't think he got as much out of this team's talent as he could have. I don't think anybody thinks that. I, I, I shouldn't I say that. I think that, most I people that, believe that. I know that. there's some that, like, this team sucks. They could, no one could win with this team. You can't tell me. I mean, th- there's a difference between winning and winning four games. I'm with you. And, I mean. And losing, what, 19 games by double digits? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, I mean, I'm not, I've, I've had this argument with more people than I can remember. And I know this team isn't loaded with talent. But that right there just goes to show that there is a contingent that feels that way. Yeah, I mean. And you're going to have, like, I I don't think you're going to have clarity one way or the other unless he completely has a year two like year one where it's four, five, six wins, or he goes to the tournament in year two and it's very obvious that, okay, this can work. This this can happen. And I hope it's the latter. I know I know that not this isn't just because they're, they're a tied game with 225 to play, that being Tennessee and Missouri now, but Tennessee, I have reason I asked you that earlier about the bracketology because I was curious. They, they are listed as a three seed. Jeez, that's high. I, that's what I thought. They cannot I thought, score. I thought they were a five. And that's what made me think to my mind was we've talked about our, you know, teams on the watch for upset Cinderella's. And we I think we both have Purdue on that list. Both I, have, I don't have Purdue early, though. Not early, but as, as, a, as a team that could. Second round through 16. Yeah. But they just, don't strike well, me as a first round well, if you're team. you're a first or two seed, one or two seed, that's Right, that's early. what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I don't uh, think there are two that can lose to a 15 or a three that could lose to a 14. But They're not going to be a if three. If you're Tennessee, you're a four seed. I have no shock in the right matchup they don't get knocked off in the first round. I mean, they will defend the hell out of you. They cannot score. Well, that's just the way we just described Virginia, the other team on that list. I feel better about Virginia's. I mean, Virginia. That's because Virginia's coached. But I know nothing against Rick Barnes. Yeah. It, Tony Bennett's a better coach than Rick Barnes. Missouri's a deep ass three to take a lead. Uh, Missouri leads 72 69 there in the SEC quarters with 141 to play. Tennessee's actually having, sounds like a better offensive day than usual. 69 points is. Like ninety points for most teams. Uh, we'll keep you updated there. Twenty for us. Yeah, that's the only game really going on right now of any consequence. I think Cincinnati is rolling over Temple in the AAC. Ohio and Gabe Wisnitzer are playing Toledo in the MAC semifinals. They trail by six early in the first half. There, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll take some more text, and then we'll wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X.
All right, happy weekend to you. Final segment here. The Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. So, I think it's the first time in all the two years we've been in a show, you didn't sing once coming into a break. I didn't? I'm sorry. You're not a Black Crows? No, I, I, did the, uh, I did the... Oh, and light your candle, cause mama, oh, I'm so hard to handle now. I was right there with you, so that's me. I didn't. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. But no, I think that's the only one I didn't do. Um, I think it's the only one I did today. Reminding you again, though, if you have problems with your heating or air conditioning, I mean, it's cold again today. Maybe 90 degrees tomorrow. You got no idea around here. Uh, if your heat or your air goes out anytime soon, call our guys over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. They will make sure that they, your problem is. Heard is fixed any hour, any day. They've got technicians available for you 24-7. They can also give you a tune-up for just $49. Call them 502-785-8600 or visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville. Uh, We've been reacting to the big news today, which is three Louisville players have already entered their name in the uh, transfer portal or intend to enter their name in the transfer portal. And it's three true freshmen, Fabio Basili, Devin Ree, and Kamari Lands. What are you owing about what happened in Tennessee, Missouri? Not because we got some NFL breaking news. What's that? The Panthers apparently traded DJ Moore to the Bears. Okay. That's a, DJ Moore's a very underrated talent. I thought this was going to be bigger news. but Well, okay. I mean, the Bears apparently are sending a f- two firsts and two seconds? No. Oh, no, though. The, oh, they're trading the number one pick to the Panthers for two firsts, two seconds, and DJ Moore. Okay. That's... All right. That's a lot. I mean, they're, they're moving up from number nine to one. That's a, that's a big move. I was thinking it was going to be Lamar Jackson, but that's fine. That's that's okay. Happy for the Bears. Happy for the Panthers. Happy for everybody involved. Uh, 502-414-1450. Could you at least pretend to give a bleep? No, it's, this is Louisville Sports Radio in March. People aren't going to care about a Bears trade for DJ Moore. Unless there are Bear fans here, you know. If there are Bears fans, I'm sure the Bears fans care, but everybody, I, I don't care. I'm sorry. I mean, that's a lot to give up. I don't. I don't care. By the way, the Baltimore Ravens outside linebacker coach just followed me on Twitter. Chuck Smith, welcome aboard, buddy. Enjoy the ride. Speaking of coaches, I didn't know Kobe Smith was on an NFL staff. Who's his staff? Is he's he on Miami. Oh, I did not know that either. He's out there with down there with Sam Madison. Who, by the way, apparently are invested in Tua for the long term. Now they're making it, it, that known. They think Tua is going to be the guy. What a shock! It's Miami. They make mistakes all the time. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, Tennessee on the verge of being up. I say being upset, but they're actually the lower seeded team on the verge of losing to Missouri here in the SEC tournament quarterfinals. The Tigers, Dennis Gates has done an unreal job. You want to talk about? I know we always talk about the model for what Kenny Payne can do, where to look. I know that Missouri is not one of the programs that was dealing with the NCAA cloud, but Dennis Gates came in this past season. That's an entirely new roster. Like they, they've got nobody from last year's team. Basically, he brought in I think eleven new players. And boom, they go from whatever team to comfortably in the SEC tournament. I mean, in the NCAA tournament, they won. This is going to be their 24th win of the year, and they've got a chance to win an SEC tournament championship this weekend. In a tougher conference. In a, right now, a tougher conference. Is your mic on, by the way? What's, what's the what's this be, yeah. echo? You had a weird echo going on. Maybe it's just, you know, I'm like mad just, at you over your dismissing of my big trade. You know, well, I'm but. sorry. Like, this is Louisville Radio. It's Friday. You're like, whoa. I'm like, this is Lamar, or it's another coach being fired in college basketball. No, let's keep talking about Missouri and Tennessee instead in Louisville Radio. Have you seen the ratings around here for college basketball? People enjoy it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> We're also reacting to like what's happening on TV, but um, Mizzou's going to win that game. We got time. What do we have? Like 10, 12 minutes here. Let's go to the text, text. Line, who hopefully wants to know more about this trade just to spite it to you. Well, you and, you and Matt Jones, I'm sure, could talk about it. He's a big Bears fan. He's a Bears fan. He is, yeah. What's the baseball update, too? Do you have a baseball update for us? Uh, I thought it was over, actually. 
My bad. It looks like middle eighth Louisville leads Dayton ten to five over there at Jim Patterson Stadium. Cards well on their way. Over. <laughs> Cards well on their way to improving to twelve and one on the season, uh, and looking forward to hopefully a nice sweep of the Flyers this weekend. Texture says, uh, "Oh, Trevor, for his comment for the day today was the mute, mute, mute point." Oh no, it's great. <laughs> but I think it, I think that that was more of a brain fart thing because we had used the word. We'd both used the word moot earlier, like on something, and so it was just still stuck. Yeah, in yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. that bad. It wasn't like you just flubbing it. I'm thing. actually that's that's one of those words like uh, ir, uh, not putting the ear in front of uh, what was the word irregardless. Ir, 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 uh-huh. I hate when people put the ear in front of it. You don't need it to. It's right. Irregardless, like that's I'm the same way with moot and mute. I usually I'm really good at getting those two separated. But today being not a good example. Of that. That's fine. <laughs> Texas, will there, will there be a constellation bracket in the Trevorisms tournament? That's well done. <laughs> Texas says, KP just reminds me of Satterfield. Great person, super nice, but not willing to be the hard-ass coach that's needed to be successful at this level. Hard-nosed coaching seems to work best here in all sports. Some guys are just too nice. Whole lot of love them up, not enough tough love. I mean, how many times have we had a coach? I mean, I think you heard the same thing about Joker at UK. He's such a great guy. Right. You heard about Cragthorpe. Oh, he's a nice guy. You're, Which I think is why people get up, get worried yeah. when you have that that mentality. Which in case of being the one time I, t- I met Cragthorpe, he was a nice guy to me. There you go. And so I met Joker. He was well, he was a nice guy. I mean, but yeah, sometimes you know, sometimes you don't want the nice guy. You don't want the, you want the you want the bad boy. Never been the bad boy. Been the bad tipper. Been the bad friend. <laughs> Takes us to me. A 20-win season would make me feel comfortable to keep KP. I know that's probably not going to happen, but I'm so damn tired of missing the dance. If they win 20 games next year, yeah, I'll be very, very happy. We may not make the dance at 20 wins, though. I, I'd be 20 wins. Carolina's got 20 wins. They ain't making the dance. No, they're not. But I still would be... I still don't know how Carolina's... How Carolina's not like a, on that 9-10 area is still baffled. Because they didn't beat anybody. It's the thing. Like they've got no quad one wins. They're still, I, I if know. we win 20 games next year, we'll probably... The thing you have to remember is the ACC sucks this year. I know. At a does. historic level. It still sucks, but you're still... To me, I, and this is going to be me being old school, I guess. And there are some exceptions to rules, but... like We talked about West Virginia yesterday. Who's like 7-12 and 12 in their conference and is comfortably in. And, and again, not, they beat Pitt by like 30 when they played them. I'm just... I, I'm not just... No, I'm breaking down... I'm talking about from afar. They're 19 and 13 and like seven and 12 in their conference and they're comfortably in. And I know the, I'm not saying the big 12 isn't a better conference, but at least North Carolina has 20 wins and has, is, is as 11 and eight or 11 and nine. They have a winning record in their own conference, but it sucks. I mean, that, that's like saying because you went 16 and four in the Metro Atlantic athletic, yeah, you should now, be in compared. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking power five in general, but not, we not, are not, we're not even in the power five. According to any metric, we're the seventh best <laughs> conference in college basketball. It's a, so it's, an, it's a totally comparison, well, comparable don't, deal. Don't give me metrics. You know how I feel about metrics. So what are you going to look at? I look at the record. The record is based, the metrics are based on their record. The fact that they didn't beat anybody in non-conference. They lost to Alabama. They lost to Indiana. They lost to Iowa State. They beat nobody. And they won 11-9 and in a terrible conference. Still, they had a winning record in conference. That's but so so. What's your argument against like a sixteen and four team from the Atlantic Ten? Because I don't think I don't put the Atlantic Ten in the Power Five along with ACC. The ACC is not in the Power Five based on their wins and losses. Is the whole point? Nope. By the by, ACC isn't a automatic Power Five team. Conference. That's not the way it works. That's the way it works in my world. Well, your world it doesn't make any sense. It, should, it never does, but it's fun to live in. Well, okay. You would have a good time there. I don't think I would. Texas says, following up on yesterday's conversation regarding bullying over names, 
Rank the following name for who had it worst. Grady Dick, Juana Bale, and David Duke Jr. Poor oh, Di- great. Poor- Grady Dick. No, there's no, there's not even, it's not even close. So David Duke was the kid from Providence yeah. who, like, I don't think, and I may have the story wrong. Like, I don't think he grew up in America. So he didn't really get it until he came over here and people started talking. And I liked what he said, which was basically like, I, I like the idea of it where he's like, I want to become a bigger deal than that David Duke. So I'm not going to change my name or call myself Dave or do any of that. And I was like, I mean, unless you're, unless you become like one of the greatest NBA players of all time, when people think David Duke, they're not going to think you. I'm sorry. Like that's just, it's just the way it works. But God love him. But I, I'm with you. I think it. We're talking about we're talking about putting this situation in middle school. He, Grady they, Dick's the worst. Yeah, David Duke's a name is is going to get you crap. But I don't even know if that gets you that much crap in like elementary or middle school, does it? It's more of I think yeah. with like older with like your teachers or like yeah, David what, Duke. What kind yeah. of sixth grader really gives a bleep who or who knows who David I'm Duke with you. is? I mean, I may have known the name at the time, even as I doubt. Oh, great, Dick. There's not even, it's not even close. That poor kid. Yeah. I'm a, he, he, I, he should know how to fight. <laughs> like, there's no way he doesn't know how to fight. <laughs> if your last name is Dick or like, you know, there's like, remember Tom Raper had a, I would seriously consider just changing my last name. Still to me. The, it's just not fair. Still of all the, the, the one that I think got more crap than anybody was Peter Jerkin in kid is, is, is in middle school. Like I Peter had, Jerkin would have been tough. That poor kid. I mean, when they, I remember when I, you announced. I got crap from a texter. I remember we were early doing early shows, and like his announcement came on like I was live on air, and I I think I laughed for like half an hour, like I just couldn't even keep a straight face with the because I'd never seen that his name, and I'm like, you, I mean, come on, your last name's Jerkin. What kind of parent? I mean, did you lose a bet? Like, who's be any worse name you could have just given him? Uh, texter says, a few texts here. Hey, Mike, can we get Keith on to let us know uh, why he hates the Brom hire so much? He's been relentless on his Brom shade on Twitter since the hire. He has been kind of critical, but that's, I mean, he's, I mean, he may he's be a respectable, just, objective person. He's, he's trying to do the best that he can. I mean, what's, means, you, are you going to get mad at somebody for butt slapping the Brom hire too? I mean, you just got to, some people yeah. want to have a different perspective. He also says, this is very big sports news. And Mike just says, meh, I bet if Master P asked, you could come up with something. You've changed, Mike. <laughs> If Master P has to put him in live, yeah, I would have had to have come up with something. All I remember about DJ Moore. Oh, so you'll give Master P the love, but I don't get crap. Yeah. That's fair enough. All I remember about DJ Moore is the the Surper interaction with the, DJ Moore's good. Where he's like, you know, they're talking about he's like, he's like, what's that bear doing up there? And they're like, that's Surper, man. He's like, Surper? What oh, Surper. He's like, you call him that? It's like, so if he came down here, you'd be like, What's up, Surper? It's one of the best videos in the NFL to come out of the NFL in recent. Where did DJ Moore play college ball? Oh, I'm not, no he idea. He was a first-round pick. I got no idea. 24th pick out of Maryland. I would never guess it. Texas, I also think that the mystery of the abandoned blanket would make a good true crime podcast. Ooh, I'm the mystery. Whatever happened to that blanket? It finally got cleaned up. Like, well, but why would it get returned to me? Well, because it was gross. Who cares? It was cool. Be la Mexico. It was bad. I mean, I didn't want the pee bottle, but I wanted the blanket. It was one of those times where, like, it sounded like a good, funny, quirky radio thing to do when we were talking about it on air. And then we went outside and you started unfurling the blanket. I got, I mean, because I was like, what if there's like body parts in here? Like, we have to call the cops. I'm going to be here. It's going to take up the rest of my night. Like, I was terrified. Like, I I immediately regretted it. I was glad it was just like a couple of bottles of pee and whatever else it was, like some clothes. It was like like one of those like lemonade things. It was bad. Yeah. It was liquid. We knew. We know, we cannot confirm. We made assumptions. Yeah, we we didn't open it up to confirm it. I promise you. <laughs> Texas says Mike, go Missouri, home of your favorite 
Indiana high school guy, Sean East, New Albany High School. Yeah, we just, we just <laughs> people. The only reason I remember that is because we would have a call a day when I was doing Ramsey and Rutherford. This was like back on like the 93 9 when like Romeo Langford was becoming a big thing. Well, him and Langford were in the same class. In yeah, New Albany. they were teammates. And yeah. like people would talk about Romeo and this, we're talking about where he was going to go. And we would get like a call a week from somebody who'd be like, they need to get Sean East. They, I was like, Okay, I, I don't. I mean, maybe, and like it's still now, almost a decade later, people talking about Sean East. You wonder if, if we didn't have the Bowen and Patino thing, and never happened. Patino stayed. Would we have gotten Romeo? You think? Yes. He wasn't going to go to IU. I feel very confident that we would have. I'm, I'm, him. I'm confident too, but I'm just, I don't know. I mean, we'll never know, obviously, but we won't. And but what you, sucks is he was end up being injured his whole freshman year. Anyway. I know. I mean, we did have those texts from Patino where he was like telling the the Adidas people. I think the Washington Post and covered it in a story where he was like we're going to get Romeo, like, just don't hurt us. Like, to the Adidas people, because you know, Adidas would work with Kansas and UCLA and Indiana mm-hmm. to get players. And basically, Patino was like, we don't need your help. Like, just don't actively, like, push him in a direction that's going to send him to Indiana or somewhere Ooh, else. I wonder if that's what pissed him off, which made us made him do the Bowen thing, which got us in trouble. Maybe. I don't know if that's how it worked, but maybe. <laughs> Texas says, uh, Kalidas would have to win. Kalidas would have to win the Trevorism tournament, right? It'd be up there. There have been some better ones, I feel like. Oh, I don't think I had an ism for it, but I still, I still, one of my favorites was the baffling of you telling me how satellites fall from the sky. Oh, yeah, you were shocked. Texas was the size of the moon. Texas was the size of the moon. The bridge from California to, uh, to Hawaii. Was that right? Yeah. I, hey, look, they even interrupted the SEC tournament for this trade. Are you happy? Well, the game's over. Oh, well. Texas, the kid I graduated with from San X was Richard Head Jr. That would be tough. Oh, yeah. That would be bad. Texas he, says... He's a junior in there, I mean. <laughs> Texas, I enjoyed the first episode of the Mark Titus show with you, but you should tell him to keep his episodes under 90 minutes. Nobody's going to repeatedly listen to three-hour podcasts three times a week. The second one was ungodly long. It was How like long? over three hours. No podcast should be more than 90, 90 minutes. Yeah. I think I think he was just... He should be only in an hour anyway. Yeah. I think he's doing... I think moving forward, they're all going to be about like an hour, a little bit more. But he, the first few, he's like had big interviews on. They're previewing conference tournaments. But yeah, like I saw the second one, I was like, I'm gonna have to skip some of this. I'm sorry, I love you, Mark, but I can't listen to this whole thing. That's, yeah. Texas, the Serp. Oh, the Serper video was Robbie Anderson. That's right, not DJ Moore. Damn. Oh, Robbie, he just got cut by Arizona. Did he? That was, that was a great video, though. Yeah, he's the one that went to yeah, the front. He went play to Temple with my under Matt Rule at Temple. When we played for the Jets, and then yeah, he Arizona just cut him yesterday. Actually. No. It's all right. He was, uh, yeah, he's the one that quit on Carolina in the middle of the game last year. Oh, that's right. He's like through his helmet, and they traded him the next day for like a six-round draft pick. Yeah. Texas talking about baseball. This is our year. This is our year. We Louisville? just did. Yeah. Boom, done. That's going to be Toronto's year. Toronto and Reds Super World Series. It's not going to be the Reds. When y'all going to trade us Joey Bottle this year? This is when it happened. I thought it would happen last year. I did too. <laughs> did you see him dancing to Cowboy? I tagged you in that picture. I think yeah, I think you, I think I saw. I think I forgot to look at it, but I didn't see. So yeah. that's my. But in that picture, he's he's doing. They did like. I feel like all these MLB teams are doing this now. Where they have like a talent competition to kind of be an icebreaker during spring and get to know people. So he did cowboy, and he's all dressed up in the cowboy outfit. And in the background, waving the American flag is Danny, my podcast and friend. Like his uncle, oh, his uncle's waving the American flag in the background oh, doing it because he's the he's the it's the one who's the road equipment manager, which is pretty funny. Uh, Texas says does does. KP think if he brings in a freshman laden class, he will get a longer leash. It seems counterintuitive intuitive to bring in so many younger players. He may think it, but it ain't gonna happen. Um, exactly. He, he he should know, and I think he does. He's got to bring in some transfers too. Yeah. Texas, there's nothing that transpired over the season to show the staff could succeed with even top talent. Yeah, I, I get you. Uh, 
It's hard. To, I'm not going to argue that, really. <laughs> uh, my guy Justin Rank texted in. He says, random, but I'm on my way to Lexington. Number five, Mercy versus number seven, Henderson County tonight at 830 in the yep. state elite eight. Cowboy. Cowboy. <laughs> we would we would have aired that game if it weren't for IU. Sorry. They had a crazy win. Um, I think it was either last night or two nights ago because their starting point guard's out. But the Leah Macy girl, who is like Zakia Johnson for Sacred Heart, is one of the top ten players in the country in her class. Leah Macy for Mercer is also, like for Mercy, I mean, is one of the top sophomores in the country, and she had like 37 and 24 or something ungodly. But it would be cool to see Mercy. I don't know how the bracket shapes up, but it'd be cool to see Mercy play Shaw in the finals. All over final. Why not? Uh, we, oh, we're out of time. Got this. Sorry oh, wow. to the text we line. Three minutes. Yeah. Sorry to the text line. Real quick ACC semifinals tonight. Miami Duke, who you got? Uh, I like Duke. I got Duke, too. I think I, I like Miami. I think it's the most talented, but excuse me, Duke's clicking, and Miami's defense, I think, is not good enough to hold it up. Virginia Clemson in the nightcap, who you got? I like Virginia. I liked Clemson last night. I actually like Clemson a little bit, but uh, Virginia, I, they're not going to get the same looks that they got against NC State. They're nowhere near that same kind of open looks. I can't I, I can't figure out this Virginia team. I feel like every time I get kind of high on them, they just look terrible. I thought they'd lose last night. They won. I'm picking them to win tonight. They'll probably lose. Who knows? But who yeah, would you? Last night was more North Carolina didn't want it as Virginia did. I think you're probably right. Because they had so many opportunities in that game to cut it to so and so and yeah, they just I, missed open looks. They took real quick. We got to get out of here. Duke, uh, Duke, Virginia finals. We both have it. Who do you have winning the thing? Uh, I'm going Duke. I'm going Duke too. I think that's what I picked in the beginning too, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think we ever either. I took I took Duke. I took Duke over Virginia Tech. I remember that. So and Virginia Tech got beat tonight. in the second round. Uh, I think UK wins. I think they win the SEC tournament. I think Arkansas does. They, they live I think, pick. I for think sure. they're clicking. Out. The Arkansas is going to be a team. I'm really looking forward to see where they get seated at in the tournament. It's. They're healthy and they're clicking right now. It's crazy this weekend. I mean, it always blows my mind. We go into the weekend talking about conference tournament quarterfinals and semifinals and who's going to win. And then Monday, it's all forgotten because we'll have a bracket. Selection Sunday's coming up. I know Louisville won't be a part of it, which sucks, but mm. we'll still be talking hoops Monday. And who the hell knows? I mean, maybe we'll have more transfers. Maybe we'll have some additions. You never know what's going to happen. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the basketball if that's your thing. Enjoy the Louisville news if that's your thing. Regardless, we're talking about it Monday at 3 o'clock. We'll see you then. You can put together a recliner. I hope it's <laughs>